Three. Let me check it before we... Grinch. I'm not a Grinch. What the hell's that shit? We have one more episode. It's the the Vince that stole Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. ABC. Delicious. Toy boat. 11 (laughs) o'clock. We we have one more episode before Christmas, right? Because I just wanted to do the the woohoo right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we can do the ho ho. Maybe. Ho ho. Ho ho. Here we go. <laughs> you, you know this is going in, right? Yes. <laughs> you just left the 20 minutes. Come on. Last week. Why are you not gonna <laughs> stifle? <clears throat> Eleven o'clock comics, episode one Oh my goodness! I said to David, I said he he's fashionably late, but this is even late for him. Seven twenty-six comics. Well, he I think someone Chris did try to call you. I've I've known you for three years, and you have never answered your phone when I call. You know what it is? If you call my cell phone when I'm at home at night, I'm I'm still one of those crazy people that actually uses my home line. So, <laughs> my cell phone goes on the tr- on the charger in the kitchen. That's room. nice. That's and nice. Uh, yeah, and I answer my phone. So. One of those crazy people. I know, fucking lunatic. Having two phone numbers. The wife's got the cell phone clipped to the belt. Maybe she's home. It's weird. It's really that's strange. That's because her business. It's a business. It is. Speaking of business, business is good. It is on, bitches. <laughs> What's this, dude? Scarjo's back on the market. Oh yeah, you know oh. I didn't even know they were married. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell do you lose a woman like that? Especially well, when you're when you're that good looking. What is he's he doing ring, wrong? He's a ring, he's a ring slinger. Babe of the year and people's sexiest man alive. So yeah, I'm sure they neither have up to that Hal Jordan reputation. Yep. That's right. That's yep. sick. He, well, next he'll be an insurance salesman. He might mm-hmm. sell toys mm-hmm. after, yeah, that. after after the movie tanks. He'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Hey everybody! Woohoo! Hey, you know what? This is no. I'm having fun. This is a special ho ho holiday yes. episode of Eleven O'clock Comics, and I am Vince B. This is the best everyone has sounded in like a month. Ooh, don't jinx us! Yeah. Everyone sounds you silky just... smooth, and I'm Christopher Neesman. Happy holidays! <laughs> he is, he's he's not physically silky smooth though. I'm David Price. He's Velcro. <sighs> A little furry. And I'm Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you gimp. You are not Tiny Tim. <laughs> you realize we have listeners out there that probably have like a, a like a disabled child that just oh. have lost. We've oh, lost okay. It's, yeah. it's, so did they not hear the retardus episode then? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still well, pissed. Doctor that. Who fans. You oh, are. Okay. You are not Tiny Tim. You are Jason Wood, everybody. And this holiday episode of 11 O'Clock Comics is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. As usual, dcbservice.com. Huge, spectacular discounts on your favorite comics and collectibles. It's like getting Christmas presents twice a month. Exactly. But listen to this. Listen, here's some of the things that you can reap the huge rewards. Archie Archives from Dark Horse, the first volume, retails for $49.99. 
Uh-uh, not at DCBS. Half off. 24. It's like boys' pants. Twenty-four ninety-nine for the Archie Archives. The Bomb Queen versus Hack Slash Valentine's Day Special One Shot. Oh, amazing. A dollar seventy-five. That's fifty percent off the regular price of three fifty. Pandora's Box, the second volume in the Broken Trinity from the Top Cows. Fifty percent off nineteen ninety-nine. Would it cost you nine ninety-nine at Discount Comic Book Service? It's crazy. Cinderella Fables Are Forever number one, the second miniseries, drawn by uh, Sean McManus, written by Chris Roberson. Forty-five percent off. You can get it for a buck sixty-four. Where are you going? David Latham's Crossed Psychopath miniseries, uh, the cover by Jason Burroughs and drawn by Raulo Caceres. Is it Caceres? Sure. I think so. Fifty uh, percent off for an Avatar book, buck ninety-nine, regular price, dollar ninety-nine. Get going. You that, by the way, I'm getting in on this one. Yeah. All right. Because I heard it's it's very extreme. It's out there. It's disgusting. It's disturbing. It's got me written all over. Why am I not reading Crossed? Exactly. So uh, I got to get my hands on the the first uh, trade. I've I've I haven't read the second one. The first one still fucks with my mind. And that Chris one eighty seven four three two said he why isn't all women like the mother in <laughs> Cross? And he's and he described why. And I was like, why am I not reading this? I'm so glad be. he's gravitated towards you. You sound like you had a comma thrown in that sentence. So that's why it threw me off as to... <laughs> and <laughs> you can get the post, uh, the post Fantastic Four Fallout, issue 588 of Fantastic Four, the one that they claim will be the last Fantastic Four issue. Or the, the, the book, again. Right. Well, it, it will not be... The status quo will be changed, in quote, forever. Uh, written by Hickman, penciled by Nick Dragota... Beautiful happy days cover by Alan Davis. And they look so hey. happy and they're 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 questing into the unknown and Susie's all bathed and clean and shiny and they're gonna screw with the book. But anyway, it's three ninety nine. You can get it for a buck ninety nine. That's half off. Discount comic book service. Tcbservice dot com. There you dog go. Dog. There you go. There's only one Speaking way to of, uh of dogs is it you got your dog dressed like max from the grinch tonight chris in honor of the uh, episode oh i'm sorry they're they're i was just actually um i took a, a a video on my on my iphone and i'll send it to you they've been making out dude it is oh, these nice. two dogs love each other so much it is dog porn every night in the oh, house <laughs> it is i mean it is like oh my god stop doing that as drawn it's, by jason burroughs Oh, it's it's more like more like uh, Troy Par- Nixie. Park Parker, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but Parker. Don't talk is, about dog dick. Are you man, really? Is a manly, manly dog. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> see, we don't want to go down this road. <laughs> this is a holiday episode. Yeah, Merry this Christmas, is, everyone. Is, dog dick. Stop it! Stop it! It's indecent. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on. I'm going to take their collars off. Um, what's, I think uh, he's got it around his dick. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't fit. Um, uh, oh, you bitch. Uh, drink roll call. Uh, Vince, why don't, yeah. you, why don't you start us off yes. with okay. what you... There, okay, the dogs are officially de Second verse, uh, same as the first. I am drinking the Arrogant Bastard Ale again. Oh, nice! Yeah. I'm uh, I'm drinking something from the same brewery. Um, that that is from Stone, correct? Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. That is um um 
our favorite Bears bar for for the year has Arrogant Bastard on tap. So Ooh. I'll be having a few of those watching uh, watching my Bears who just got their asses kicked by. I heard that. I have to remember that the Bears is a sports team for you guys in Chicago because when I hear Bear, I, I think something a little different on this side of. Yeah, like, maybe someone yeah, like, killed a bear Wall about Street. Uh, Amen. Yes. Yeah, somebody oh. shot a bear about the half a quarter mile from my house. Oh, shit. So we've was got all the bears. Yeah. Wasn't Covered. a shark, though, obviously, or would never got killed. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Jason, what are you sipping on? I am drinking some Chimay Red Ale. Oh, the red. Nice. Yeah, it's real good. That is, 7% that is alcohol, good. people. Mm-hmm. It's, made, it's, it's made by monks. Trappist monks, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Price, how about you? I'm drinking a the other bottle that... Uh, Gordo sent Cloudview from Napa Valley. It is a red wine, a blend of, uh, here you go, Vince, Cabernet Sauvignon and Ooh. Merlot. Nice. Merlot. And Merlot. <laughs> Still my favorite my, my favorite quote from Sideways. I will not fucking drink Merlot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to uh, one of my new favorites for the year, and that is the, uh, the Stone Brewery Sublimely Self-Righteous Ale. And that's the uh, uh, it's a, a black ale uh, or a black IPA or a um, uh, what is it Cascadia black ale. It's uh, it, it is is downright tasty stuff. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a it's a it's a hoppy uh, dark ale. So if you like if you like hops, uh, if you like something a little heartier, and I don't what's the uh, okay this is uh, an eight point seven percent percent. Eight point seven percent alcohol by volume. So it's nice. uh, man. I had a thirteen percent alcohol beer last week, and it was I was it was nuts. It, I was seeing visions afterwards. It was it was, was crazy. before we recorded AC. Oh, F, uh, you and Gabe Hardman. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, Gabe was giving you some ish tonight. He was he was giving me. I actually talked to him uh, tonight to clarify what I was <laughs> what I was talking about. So he said to say hi to everyone. So, um, no, uh, they had writers back in the day when they made. Oh, I know. No, I saw no, that. no, 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 no. Let me clarify. But it it, it came out wrong as it is. You know, happens sometimes whenever you're talking. My my question, which I phrased very poorly, was. Of course. Uh, was wondering if they had if they had fully realized and completed scripts at that time it when in in major motion picture uh land and, and what we're talking about the you know 30s and 40s here so you know i know that some you know that the production schedules were very tight and they would just kind of like jump in to re, you know to to filming movies and i didn't know if they were working off of fully realized scripts uh, and, yeah and so i, I know I'm, that they have writers someone has to write something <laughs> fucking you know I'm, jesus I'm, i know that it's just i didn't know if it's like okay here is the script for this movie learn your lines or if they were kind of you know you know a little bit more you know just kind of like running with it and, and churning stuff out without fully realized scripts so what's okay. after talking to gabriel they they do that now that that they are constantly revising and, and coming in with with redrafts of scripts as they're making movies so right. sure all so. you need to do is watch scott pilgrim to know that uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm always very Segway. hesitant 
hesitant to mention a movie around Gabe Hardman. I know he's because, tough, because yeah. he he's. Uh, I, I won't call him an elitist, but he's very particular about his. I'm film. sure he would call himself a movie elitist. Okay, yes. well, I'm yes. glad you yeah. said it. I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. But he, um, when I was talking to him tonight, he was, you know, he's like, I get nerdy about this stuff, and I'm, yeah. You know, I, but I, the I, thing I said, is, I said that he and he and Centris need to get a room together. You know, it's a shame, dude. By the Ooh. way, speaking of that, not to get it, but but mm-hmm. that uh, with all the myriad awards that they give out for filmmaking i mean that they don't have something for like storyboarding that would be cool right because yeah. inception got mad nominations so i'm sure yeah, and he did it but he would be yeah right yeah. up in there the yeah. but, they, but they, anyway they don't, get, they don't give oscars for producers weren't they and, just the money but see hardman's love of film doesn't isn't just limited to the big budget movies or the above no, board films he likes he likes everything and he's he's well versed in every aspect of 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 the Hollywood machine, the the low budget independent stuff, the exploitation stuff that I love. So even if I watched like say Twisted Brain and I tweeted like, "Oh, Twisted Brain is an awesome movie," I am always like waiting for Gabe to say, "Really, Vince? <laughs> really?" You know. So I I always oh back. he's 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 saying it, but maybe just not public. <laughs> True. And and speaking of Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. I I didn't dig it? I didn't dig it. Uh, See, that's funny. Man, they, you they, and I they, are they, like like we're like. Brothers, these last few months, and that is yeah. so funny because I love the movie. I know, and you said and so. It and just I seemed can't get into the book, but I thought the movie was was uh, a crap ton of fun. It's like the know? reverse Walking Dead. <laughs> no, it's it's like they took everything out of the book that should have worked, and but it didn't, and just kept like, all like, the fun stuff. No, no, no. That they they tried to f- they focused on those those um, the peaks in the book with the scenes that everybody remembers. But when they brought them over to film, it just seemed like they fell flat. Like the the apartment scene with all the pop ups and like this is uh, Scott's thing and everybody thinking it just didn't. It was like yeah, that's kind of kind of kitschy. I don't think that works too well. And I fell asleep three quarters of the way through. That never happens to me. Never. Never. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying oh, it was bad. It just didn't hold my interest. In speaking that. of Pluto, Which, I'm seven. I'm almost done with the seventh volume. So don't reveal anything, please. So well, there's not much to reveal. Um, it, it's a first four volumes. I'm like, oh hell yeah, and yeah, they need to they need to get this shit moving. Hmm. You have no heart. That's what it is. <laughs> no, no, I get the fucking point. That's what it is. Oh, and, Christopher, all right. Yeah. So let's get back to the Yuletide Fair. Yes, ho ho ho! Holiday. I'm, I'm still enjoying it, and it's a beautiful book. I'm just it. I, they're a volume away from finishing it, and it's I, I'm eagerly awaiting its awesome conclusion. So <laughs> well said. Yes. <laughs> All right, I got an idea. I have uh-huh. an idea. We are going to have a tough time picking who opens what and when. So, here's an idea. Let us cast... No, wait. Let us <laughs> let us place our fates in the hands of the almighty D20. I have a D20 here. Hilarious. Uh, no, really. Nerd. Come on. Yes, Chris, Chris will be 1 to 5. I will be 6 to 10. Jason will be 11 to 15. And David will be the rest. And I will roll, and we'll see who gets But I have pick. an 18 charisma, so I get a plus 2 to my roll. <laughs> That's which is Nerd. True. Oh, no, so here we go. This is fun. It's a holiday D20. Three. There you go. Oh, that's me. That's Chris, yes. Cool. Charisma worked. (laughs) Hee hee. 
Now you decide no. who opens what. Uh, oh wait, I wait. No, what? <laughs> no, you don't get to go you first. Which one you want to open? Uh, yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Um. David, I want you to open mine. Okay. I know this is radio silence, listeners. This is. Will, will you two yeah, relax? This is the <laughs> sound uh, effects. I love sound effects. We need some some. <laughs> oh no, he didn't. Oh my god. Podcast, uh, I, dude. Please describe. tell me you don't already have it, <laughs> dude. Of course I don't already have it. This All right, is good. Fucking insane. What? Christopher sent me. Michael T. Gilbert's Doc Stern's Mr. Monster Mini Bust. Whoa! Nice! That is awesome, Chris. That is a bow and design. Sweet. Of course. Holy shit, this thing looks awesome. And it's That's heavy. Very cool. Oh, this huh. kick ass. I'm putting Does it, it come with a Kelly? No. <laughs> but, happy, oh. ha- happy, happy Hanukkah. Thank you, buddy. Oh, shit. Yeah, see, there you go. Like, I'm not a minibus guy, but if I were to buy, I would buy that one. Oh, man. I, I, I walked into Dark Tower about, God, four months ago, and and Mark had that. And I was like, put it on, put it in my box, and I'll pay you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and uh, I, I have someone that I want to uh to send that to for for christmas or or nice. and or hanukkah very festivus cool. so it's number 724 out of a thousand there you go it's your lucky number i was i was and i was about to say it doesn't matter what anybody sent me because nothing is going to top what was given to me earlier tonight oh. renee surprised me oh and now i am the well the, the dude she's the, pregnant Dude, stop. <laughs> oh, no. No. Uh, no, I, I, I can finally um I, I can finally be like my co host and I'm now the owner of an iPad. Yay! Oh, nice, nice That's big doings. Yeah, yep. yep. you gotta start moving up to the H D game, son. <laughs> Look at you. David David's had a good day. Dude, yeah. I've, I've been I've been smiling since we got home tonight. Well, so yeah. I would have preferred the baby thing, but yeah, an iPad's good, cool. Good woman. She not is not about to go through that. that again. We'll adopt, where she's not going through that again. Dude, force her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that always brings back good memories. <laughs> there you go. All right, D twenty no shall speak. No, no means no. <laughs> Here we go. More gifts, all right? Yeah, we'll we'll do one more gift and then we'll do some yeah, questions. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do one round. The D twenty says seventeen. Okay, I say, Jason, open Vince's. Ooh, okay, I like this. Which I've had for a long time. Vince sent it yeah. a long time ago. Did you send it media mail? No, no. I should say it. It says one of the boxes from my comic shop. Yep. So I have a sneaking suspicion that Vince cashed in all those thousands of comics. <laughs> like, had all that credit burning a hole in his pocket, and he thought of something that he thought I would plot over. So yep. I've been thinking what it would be. I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it in case I'm right, so that way I can... It's Avengers vs. Mighty's Heroes. All right, everyone can hear me opening up the paper. No, I'm not cheating. Although It's, it's not really something... It's Before you open that, it's not something you would have bought for yourself, although you've wanted it for a while. Oh, that's very exciting. Giant size X-Men number one? You shouldn't have, dude. Uh, <laughs> you, own, you own that. Hold on a second. 
Don't you you own that, Jason? No, I don't. That's what I don't own. You don't own Giant Size? No, I don't own it. Thank you. Really? <laughs> it keeps reminding me. I didn't know that. I didn't buy it back in the day, and now I can't bring myself to spend the money I'd want for the copy, great copy I'd want. Yeah, what's, what's that idea? going for these days? You don't want to know. No, no actually, hey, dude. Sweet. Yeah. Unheard of. Oh, I would give you a big hug and a sloppy kiss if I was next to you right now. Do I? Do I or do I not love you? You are the effing man. It is a beautiful, pristine copy of Encyclopedia Deadpoolica. Oh, that's oh, dude, that's, that's great. Awesome. That's a good oh, man, thank you so much. There you that's go. Awesome. Holy shit, it's near mint and everything. Oh, you're hey, the man. That's son. how I roll. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, I'm all blushing over here and stuff. There I know you, you were missing that one, right? Yes. I think you need dude. the uh, the one with the the team up with the the first team up with the baby thing, right? And then you're done. Yep. You have, you have yeah. them all. Okay. You are the goddamn man. The He's always next year. Now, see, this is a book I will read. I, you know, David was asking me when I uh, get high grade books, do I read them? I'll read this, but yeah, that carefully. You. Gloves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to break out the white gloves. Nice, dude. Thank you so much. Not you a problem. Got a spot on the bookshelf for it? It's going to knock, uh, knock the Taskmaster. I was just going to say, of all the ones that are up there, I bet you it's that one. Uh, yeah. Poor Taskmaster. Yep. Uh, See ya. All right. So, Jason, now it's your time to take it away and start asking questions. We, all right, uh, so questions we time, folks. set it up. I've called, uh, we, we, we called to arms about two weeks ago for people to start posting. Uh, questions for us we the only ground rule was that we said you could ask anything you want but we reserve the right not to answer it <laughs> so uh, uh and uh, as usual we got a ton of questions so we won't be able to get to a lot of them but we'll try and get to some of the ones that make for interesting fodder and um mutters too uh, so i'm just going to start with the very first one it's from our good buddy and and likely c2e2 roomie uh mr chris campbell uh, he says, uh, okay, like our esteemed host, I'm lucky enough to have a wonderful wife that supports my love of the hobby. So my question is, when did you, the host, reveal your full love of the hobby to your wife or significant other? Right away, or was it gradual? Real talk, I kept it under wraps for almost a year while we were dating in law school. Merry Christmas to everybody. So who, who wants to go first? Wow. I, uh, she knew, she pretty much knew right away what she just figured I was a silly ass anyway. There wasn't much I've never been one to kinda hide it. If it's it's for the most part it's part of who I am. So I mean you're gonna once you come into my world or come into my life, you're gonna be hit over the head with it. So I might as well just be up front. But she it was never anything I hid. Um it probably helped because she did read Archie and Mad and and Cracked and, and her brother's a comic book fan. So it wasn't like she never would have looked down her nose at it, so it was it was not a problem. But it was pretty much almost from from jump that she knew about me. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. With Marta, it was it was never. I don't know. I, she kind of knew from the beginning, and, and quite honestly, you know, I, I've known her and been been together with her since before around comics. So my fandom probably didn't get really out of control until after we were together so i mean i've always been a comic book fan and always been you know a a sci-fi nerd and and all that but uh yeah it didn't it didn't reach the ridiculous out of control point until until after we were together Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think I've let some of this story out of the bag before. I've been with my wife since she was 16 years old, and she's she's 40 now. So we've been together a long time, and we actually we both worked at Burger King. That's where we met. BK, nice. Yeah, and we hated each other. Yeah, of course. With with a passion. I mean, she would throw. She would throw napkin holders. Yeah, sure I did. She she would she would throw napkin holders and and glass ashtrays at my head. You know, call me asshole. And and the thing, well, I'm five years older than her, so she wasn't 16 when I started dating her. But I know I knew her. No, that's kind of creepy. Kind of creepy. (laughs) But uh, no. So and the one thing she used to wield very expertly to get under my skin was she used to call me a comic book nerd oh nice way back when and that's the thing why don't you go home and read your comic books you know like <laughs> bullshit like that and uh the the i took her to a penta convention at in new york city wow way back it was mid 80s a what or, convention at the penta hotel but then it was the oh. i think it was the penta then that it turned to pennsylvania and now it's something else i think i don't know and uh the, i realized that like she was all right because i we're at a convention i'm gonna go do what you do at conventions and she just said Not you go have a good time back then pretty much yeah yeah and uh so she did what she said well i'm just gonna sit here and you know you go have your fun and i went away for like five hours and came i came back and and she was in the same spot asleep with her hands in her like in her head and there was a darth vader next to her like trying to trying to hit on her so i was like that's the wound for me Nice. that's good yeah we've been together a long chris's i i i met my wife in senior year in college and at college, I didn't have any comics. I wasn't buying comics. It's the only t- time in my life I wasn't regularly reading comics. Um, so I don't know that it came up in the the first six months to nine months we were together, but um, but not because I was trying to hide it. And then when when I moved to Hoboken right after college, there was a comic store right across the street, and I said, "Oh, I love comic books. Let me let's go walk in there." And then that that visit, I started a pull list, and yeah. she's seen it go from there. So, so she's always known so, it, yes. yeah. You know, I actually I was uh, I was looking through my uh, iPhoto library, and and looking at at my comics room whenever I moved in, uh, like what five years ago or whatever it was, and what it is now, and I was like. Damn, I've bought a lot of fucking comic books in the last five years. It's yeah, it, to, to see to see how how off the hook it's it's gotten. It's 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 a little embarrassing actually. So. Yeah, but with as with anything in a relationship, you can't hide it because it's only going to come back and bite you on the ass. You oh, gotta, yeah, got to be upfront with them right, oh, in, right in the beginning. Got to keep it real up in the field. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so uh, this one comes from Brian N. Uh, he has cool. three short questions for us. Um, we don't have to take each of these if, if you don't have any good answer. But first question is, if you could write or draw any comic, what would it be? <laughs> Can I get it out of the way? Yeah. Commandy. I would love to write and draw Commandy. Nice. Not your own creator-owned idea? <laughs> yeah. Douche. Why did you do it? <laughs> Damn. I would, uh, I would write The Avengers. Yeah, nice. Uh, Alien Legion. Hey, very good. Uh, Green Lantern with Al Jordan. 
Look at you. Yeah. Nice. All We're right. All what, and why, kid. David? Because it's hell. It's always been hell. <laughs> this one's Thank easy you. for me. What's the best gift you ever received? Uh, a Nierman copy of Encyclopedia Did Pulica. You're full of shit. Uh, uh, Uncanny X Men uh, number ninety five from my dad. Yeah. Oh, we're talking, we're talking comic based gifts now. No, he just says what's no, the best no, gift no, you've ever no, received. Just, just oh, gift. Okay. It was, it, it was that moment whenever it was kind of my dad's way of saying, I don't understand it, but it's okay and it's cool for you to be a comic book fan. And I actually spent money on this one. I could have spent an extra $30 and gotten number 94, but I didn't. And I will forever be made fun of by my son for that. That's cool. But uh, yeah, so, uh, so uncanny X-Men 95. And whenever I went to sell my comic book collection to pay for my first year of college, it's the one, it's the one comic that I held on to. Nice. David's David. like my iPad. Uh, <laughs> tonight, yeah. Uh, man, I shoot. I don't know. I don't know. I'll say my oh, iPad just, just to answer it. No, it's what, what? What exactly is the question? Uh, best gift you've ever received? That's, uh, yeah. Um, Your lovely wife's hand in marriage. I was going to say that, but then I'd hear Vince talking about how, oh, yeah, of course. So No, actually, uh, I, I would probably have cheered you on because my answer is very similar. Uh, unbelievably so. Birth of your it's, children? No, no. Um, <laughs> I, 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 that. No, I, that, that was great, but no, I have, to say, I have to say my wife because if it wasn't for my wife, I would probably be dead right now. Wow. Because she's the one who said, you know, you got something working on your shoulder, you need to go see a doctor. Oh, snap. Uh, Way way back when, yeah. And I I was like, whatever, because I had had the mullet going on, you know, I didn't, whatever. Yeah. It it, it hit it, and she was just like, she she, she was right in the thick of things, and she's feeling my shoulder, and she's like, wait a minute, this is not right. You need to go see a doctor. And boom. So, yeah, that's pretty much the best thing that I've ever been given. Hard to top that. Yeah, seriously. And a blowjob. (laughs) I can't beat that one ever. Anything else? Anything I would say at this point would sound very shallow. So, yeah. So, okay. With the podcast people, uh, or he, I think he meant to say while, while the podcast people might feel they know you guys, but you probably don't know many of the people that listen to you nearly as well. So I guess he's saying it's, you know, kind of a. Oh, this is from Chip. This is from Brian N. Oh. Uh, that said, are there any crazy fan stories or awkward meetings at cons or other places? Hmm. You know, I actually see. Was that awkward? Or was oh that crazy? yeah, no, yeah, no. Fan of work would be an awkward, but no, that's that's a memorable moment. Yeah, here, yeah. Dan was the first. I think actually, Dan was the first person we ever met from the real world, wasn't he? At a con. At a con. Because uh, we had that little community on around comics, yeah, because we, we'd already, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, not including Chris and and Sal, then then yeah, it would have to be Dan. right. Dan was the first quote normal person that we met. That whole weekend was crazy. We so, were yeah. a little, oh. we were a little afraid. Um, yeah. Because, because paper cut, it was paper cut. Would, would come onto the forums and write these amazingly long and in depth it was like coming from inside the paper cut compound yep. uh, manifestos and we were really afraid to meet paper cut and then it's this incredibly normal like clean cut look, look I was expecting yeah. to look like Bruce Valanche honest to God 
Yeah, it was. It was. We were okay, a little tone, afraid. Tone that shit down a little, not a couple notches, David. <laughs> <laughs> we were a little afraid to meet to meet Papercut, but whenever we met Dan, who is Papercut, what just a, an absolutely wonderful, just normal, great guy, and and yeah, that was like okay, yeah, dodged a bullet there. Um, but but the thing was on your forum, he was exceedingly verbose would yes. post oh, yeah. huge long amazingly detailed posts and then when we met him it was like how you doing and that's it it was like you you, you were waiting for him to say something else and it was he was done it's like hey dan what do you think about this that's that's all right I, you know i've honestly doing this for like five years have never i've never had an awkward listener encounter now i know that i've probably come off like a douchebag asshole a few times and I always, you know, it's it, it's those moments where you're just like ground down at the end of a con and you're just, just, just beat and someone meets you for the first time face to face and I walk away from it. It's like, man, I know I came off like just a total douchebag and to anyone I've ever come across as being disinterested, it's not that and I'm really sorry. Because I know it's happened a couple times. It's, wow. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, and, and each time I've realized it in retrospect, it's like wow, that they probably think I'm a total asshole now, and <laughs> ne- never the intention. Just sometimes it's just you know totally catching me at the wrong time. So, Jason, do you have any? You know, I'm sitting here thinking, and I don't really think. I mean, um. I mean, it's been really cool. I mean, probably the almost only surreal. Th- I mean, it was more surreal things like when uh, that first New York Comic Con after we started doing the show, and a couple people said, you know, came up proactively and were like, "Oh, I listened to your show," and that kind of took me aback because yeah, I had never still had weird. that experience before. Yeah, it's um, it's still it's still weird having someone that you're just randomly standing in line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and talking, and they're like, "Hey, are you?" And it's like, "Oh, I recognize Larry your voice. It's like, "Okay, that's weird." <laughs> Yeah, I'm still yeah, waiting to weird. sign a body part, though. We haven't had that yet. Like, would you sign my breast? You know, yeah, we, no. need, we need some Don't. more of that. No. Dude, someone puts... Yeah, come on, I have to. Uh, all right, so... Uh, <laughs> what about Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> no, different show, different life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, so, so non-joke answer for me would probably be Tex, so moving on. Oh, <laughs> nice. All right. Okay. Sweaty text. Oh, of course. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Uh, Jason P. asks, with Superman versus Muhammad Ali being released recently in hardcover, what would be your real world versus comic book character matchup? Oh, um, JLA and the Avengers versus Brett Favre. <laughs> Finally, to, to defeat the, the the ultimate menace to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nice, nice. Yeah, Dog Parker, 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 Parker agrees. Yeah, he's an asshole, Parker. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> wow. seriously, damn. that's awesome. <laughs> the dog rebuts. What do you say, Vince? What do I say? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Batman versus Al Qaeda. No. How about how about uh, I don't know the Creeper versus Lady Gaga? Just because it would be cute to look <laughs> Ooh, at. I don't. That's I don't know. Fashion extravaganza. That's, that's, that's what I'm answer. saying. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's awesome. Well, I would go with. Um, 
I would go with Scarlett Johansson versus uh, versus uh, <laughs> Shaun of the She Devil because it would be hot. Yeah, it would be real hot. It, it, it would it would be Scarlett versus Green Lantern in court. Apparently, it would be That's... lots of titties and ass and leopard skin. <laughs> you <laughs> awesome. Jesus uh, so that, anyone else? Uh, David. As uh, Horatio Helpa versus Ronald Reagan. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, yeah, and that falls in the right time frame too. That'd be oh, great. Yeah. That's why I'm pretty right. sure it probably already happened. Why don't you get your roll here, on, player? Here comes a D20. D20 right. says. Go, Jason. Six. That's that would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David, why don't you open mine? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I want Chris to open something. He hasn't opened anything yet. No, uh, I'm good. I'm good. Well, yours is at the bottom of this pile because it's the heaviest. Oh, yeah. suck a nut. Suck it, suck it. Do you carry a pocket knife? I have it up here, yeah. Oh, look at you. I'm a little... little Daniel Boone. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Could you use more tape? A a family friend came up to me over the weekend, and uh, he said, hey, look what I got at the... Well, I won't name the store, but a local store. And he he pulls out a purple uh, switchblade, and it says... um, why so sad on the side of it? Like, in, 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 well, in joke. I was like, really? <laughs> now you're scaring me. It's peanuts! It is. Lots of peanuts. Charles Schultz? No. Semi-engorged DCBS. DCBS-style peanuts. And I have a bag oh. of... All right, wait. It's, it's two bags. Oh, two bags. Damn. What could ever be inside? You are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote on the bags. Sack of potatoes. <sighs> One says, what could ever be inside? And the other says, stocking suffers biatch. Yeah, I just put those in just because <laughs> I, I, I knew you'd get a kick out of them. But the, the main package is the real stuff that I wanted to get you. Oh, you son of a bitch. We loved you, baby. Oh, my God. There are one, two, four. Oh, my God. And they're like, oh, I had this one. It's a shit ton of amazing heroes. Nice. Oh, cool. That's oh, we're gonna awesome. have a bunch of fancy flashbacks. Over that's that's what I in the in the pre-show. I told you I was gonna put you on the spot during this episode. Maybe later on you could give us a uh, an impromptu fanzine flashback. Nice. I Off the cuff. Know. There you go. There's awesome. a Yola and Burn Hulk Alpha Flight cover on this one. Hell yeah! This is already making me feel bad. No one's opened any of mine because I'm like, <laughs> damn it. There's there's also a Grendel cover. And I had that Cerebus year end. All right, what's the stocking stuffer? The stocking stuffer is, dude, um, (laughs) that's why I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I know that, and I that's why I tweeted Jason. Um, The hardcovers of Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes one and two. Nice. The Joe Casey and uh, Will Rosado story. Did he do both? Who did the first one? Um, Scott Collins did the first one. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah that's right. And uh, 
Marvel Westerns, the hardcover collecting um, Marvel yeah, Westerns, flip. the Two Gun Kid, Marvel well, that's Westerns. Good. I, yeah, I have that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flip that over. That's what I paid for it. So I figured, you know, there you go. Because <laughs> it's still shrink wrapped. I like Bishop never even read it. Yeah, uh, it was a five dollars special. Awesome. Five bucks. Hey, pass the right, spread. Baby. Spread the love, buddy. Thank you. Awesome. Cool. You want to roll the dice again just so we can get another one of these? Yeah, out of the way? yeah let's do one more. It's not you. Okay. Um, wait, I can't see it. Two. So that would be Chris That's again. Chris. Mm. All right, Jason, open up mine. All right. All right. I'm, I'm liking how the D20's working. Same here. It's not orange. I don't do anything yet. I'm loving how some amazing heroes don't. It's a big old box here. And I do not have a pocket knife with me, because I'm not you, a serial you, killer. <laughs> you you got a couple things in there, and a towel. Oh, and oh yeah, that's right, the towel. <laughs> Forgot about the towel. Oh yeah, here's Dave, the towel, nice. Ooh, Dave, nice. I tried, I tried to get you a, a nice cross. Oh, you're all broken up, Vince. Well, I know, Vince. No, I appreciate it. These, these all right, let's see. A lot of them I haven't. All righty, let's see here. Oh, let's see here. Right, check this out. I, I, I washed well, the towel, assuming, by the way. I'm hoping sincerely you didn't pay $520 for this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty freaking badass, dude. Oh, my God, it's awesome. It's I really Michelin, hope you like it. Mitchell and Ness, Carlton Fisk, White Sox jersey. It's unheard of, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, my Lord, that's my boy. That's my favorite player of all time. Well, you know that, but for the uh-huh. listeners who might not know that, that's unheard of. I, I do not own a White Sox jersey. Oh, that now you do. Awesome. That is awesome. Okay, good. I, I hope you like oh my it. My goodness, thank you so much. No, I wow. did not pay five hundred and twenty dollars for it. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad because then I feel really bad. Oh, I got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then let's see here. Hold on, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, in t- on top of that is a freaking paid from Marat Michaels from Deadpool. Unheard of. Deadpool core. Deadpool core. Yeah, it's uh, Deadpool and, uh, and, and witty Deadcore, right? Or Dude, Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, I, I don't know if it belongs in, in the pantheon of, of uh, the, the, the wood uh, art alley down oh, down to the comics yeah. room, but, uh, but I thought it was a pretty cool page. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, dude. Jesus. Happy right. holidays. People are being uh, way too... Hey. Goodness. How am now, I doing? Now, 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 the caveat is that you have to wear that fist jersey to a White Sox game this year. All right. Fair enough. So, and hopefully in the Windy my City. Boy, my boy Adam Dunn, smack one out. You oh, said- I know. They're going to be awesome this year. It's, I cannot wait. We, Sal and I were talking about it at work, and we put the over-under on uh, White Sox home runs at 190. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they're be good this year. You sent a jersey to Jersey. <laughs> I, I did send the jersey to Jersey. See? You know it. That's awesome. I want to open something. Open what? mine. Can I? Yeah. <laughs> Roll the dice first, dude. What was that? No, yeah, well, screw the dice for now. I want to open nah, something. Nah, dude. All right, I'll roll the dice. Thirteen. That ain't me. That's, that would uh, be Jason. That's yes. Jason. Vince, open up David's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Yeah, you should have already got thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know. What the hell? 
Ooh. Nice. Holy shit. Two books. <gasps> David. Yes, Vince. It is the Bizarre Comics of Booty Rogers. <laughs> nice from Fantagraphics. How did you, oh, did you look at my my wish list on the on no, the thing? No, you're breaking up again. You gotta be kidding me. No, you're not breaking up. <laughs> no, you're good. Oh. Yeah, the bizarre um comics of Booty Rogers and get this. I gotta take the plastic off this. Hardcover from Abrams Comic Arts. Spot varnish on the cover. A beautiful R. Crumb drawing. It's called Underground Classics, the transformation of comics into comics with an X. Oh, Dennis Kitchen. Uh-huh. James Danke and Dennis Kitchen wrote this thing. Oh, David, holy shit. You open it up on the end papers? It's the cover illustration, the detail of the cover illustration from comics book number one. Where the, the the naked chick is saying, "Look out! A bunch of underground cartoonists are trying to undermine," and the guy stabbing the 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 comic panel and it's bleeding. Oh, get the hell out of here! This is awesome. I see Spain. I see who else? Omaha, the Cat Dancer, Reed Waller, nice. Kate Worley, Steve Styles, Frank Stack, Fulbert Sturgeon, Spiegelman has a. They look like roughs. Very nice. Spiegelman, Gilbert Shelton, oh, Trina Robbins, Peter Popalski, or Pop, sorry, Poplaski. I always mispronounce that. And there's the original art, brush, pen, and ink with Zipatone, 13 and a half by 16 inches from the cover of comics book number one. You see all of the art. That's amazing. Aww. This is amazing shit. Oh, good. Dennis Kitchen's in here, of course. Jackson. Greg Irons, Rand Holmes, Bill Griffith, Rick Griffin, Justin Green. Yow! This is the shit. Yay. Crumb, of course. Am I going on too long? Von Bodie. There's the man. Von Bodie's in here. Joel Beck. This is great. Thank you, David, for there both of them. I will, I will, I got a little stiffy, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah. Wish you were holding it. Bijou funny. Oh, this is great. Slow death nice. in color. Slow death, right, baby. Respect. Nice. I got to put. Oh, Binky Brown is on the. Binky Brown meets the Holy Virgin Mary. Did you ever read that? Justin Green. Oh, it's great stuff. You can get that uh, reprinted uh, version of that from McSweeney's. Great stuff. Thank oh, you, okay. David. Yeah. Cool. I got to write, like like write these down in my bookie book. Where is All my right. bookie book? Questions. Okay, so question from uh, one of our favorite people on the earth, Mr. Tom Caters. Yeah, Tom. Yes, truth. Uh, this question might apply more to David and Wood, but I think it would be interesting to hear everybody's thoughts. I often hear the word like bandied about on the show uh -huh. in relation to characters and stories. One of you will say that you didn't dig a book because you didn't like the main character. This intrigues me, and maybe you haven't really thought about it all that much depth. Like as a word can really encompass a lot of different feelings about a character. When you like a character, does that mean you like them as a person, i.e. they have character traits that you would value in a real person? Do you mean like that you find them charming, that you find them interesting? Is it just a guttural with no rhyme or reason? Uh, yeah. It's a little bit of everything, yeah. I mean, yeah. I when I say I don't like if when I say I don't like Eric O'Grady, it's because I wouldn't want to associate 
with that person. I there's nothing. I don't find anything redeeming, which you're not supposed to. Hence the name of the comic. It's but, um I just when when I say I don't, and when I'm talking about a character in a comic, if I don't like that character, if there's nothing I can relate to, then uh, then that is why I use the term then and if i do like it it's because it's it's something that i am enjoying i will continue to go back to it's worth my while to to continue to enjoy i, I I'll, I'll agree with you and and a character that i followed for probably the vast majority of the time i've been reading comics is matt murdoch and i i i came to a realization in the last year i don't really like him and and <laughs> right um and, and so so it's not not that not that you can't like personally like the way that a fictional character is is depicted um to to enjoy a comic it's like you know cuz you know Logan you know Wolverine is, is a character that has been shown in a lot of different ways and and you can you can like or not like him in a going to sit down and have a beer with him kind of way but you know does he remain interesting um you know in in the case of a character like like daredevil and matt murdoch or murdoch uh, (laughs) it is uh he he's become uninteresting to me because Mm -hmm. of the way that that character has been kind of tortured over the years so you know kind of kind of to Tom's point, it's like, yeah, I, I think that we that we look at each one of these characters and try and find ourselves in them at least, you know, a little bit, and 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 be able to identify with them. So, yeah, I I, I think to to say that there's a character that you know I like this character, it's because you found something that you identify with, right? In, right. In at least some some small way, right. Uh, I agree. I do think it's Tom's nice way of accusing David and I of, of maybe needing to broaden our vocabulary a bit. When yeah, it we got to borrow uh, characters, which is probably a fair, a fair thing, at least speaking for myself. But uh, but when I do say like generally about a character, it is as 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 you both are alluding. I'm I'm speaking more to the idea of whether or not were this the real world, I could see myself wanting to or being able to tolerate them in my life. Um, so. Some of my favorite characters in comics aren't people I necessarily would like. For example, I don't De- know De- Deadpool would be an absolutely sure. maddening absolutely. person to have in your life. Or the characters in 100 Bullets are not people you'd want to have in your life. So I wouldn't necessarily like them as people, but, but they're awesome characters. Whereas the comics I find most difficult to enjoy, uh, as listeners of the show know, are more of often in the slice of life world where, in fact, the people are very human and that's what makes the book appealing to many but because of that they're often evocative to me of people I've known in real life that I can't stand that those personality traits so that's when I dislike someone and, it's a, and it makes it a problem for me to read because they're so realistic and they're like people that I don't want to associate with in real life um, so it works both ways but yeah it's it's ultimately a crutch sometimes I think when we're just reacting mm-hmm. to something off the cuff I say you know oh, I liked it or I didn't like it and maybe don't, don't want to I think often we'll say that as well if I don't want to go into great detail and, and, and rip somebody yeah. so. well you know I, I think that I think the general um, for me anyways if I guys will you settle down sorry dog dogs out of control is if i like a character it's that i'm finding that character interesting it doesn't necessarily mean that i 
like the character. It's that the character is providing entertainment and is interesting to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Vince, did you want to throw anything in or are you good? Um, I'm pretty good. I, I try and divest myself from the work. I don't place any kind of pre preconceived uh, notions or any kind of anticipations on the work because mm-hmm. then that you're changing the work. So I try and observe it as the author meant it to be observed. I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to do that because you are holding the paper and you're reading and you feel the paper between your fingers and your eyes are viewing things. So it's kind of hard to extract all of the you from the equation, but I, I right. try and get as much as I can. So, but I, I rather experience characters I wouldn't want to hang around with like the more extreme uh to the right of my taste the better because then you know like you said you 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 learn and you experience new things if i read peter parker all the time that'd be really boring because i I really like peter parker i would want to know him but uh, you know let's throw some cross in there from what i hear (laughs) yeah okay And, and in proving that flattery will get you everywhere i have a question from blue flash Gents, first of all, I'd like to state that the four of you create the most consistently entertaining comic book podcast out there. That's very true. Well, thank you, Blue, and I will note that he did he did say this before he had to listen to an episode where for 20 minutes we were getting cut off from each other on Skype. Uh, on to the questions. <laughs> End of year time is also Vince, for us. edit. To- God damn it, edit. <laughs> no edits. End of year time is also for us cultural omnivores best of list making season as well. In that spirit, I'm asking you if any of you have a favorite work of art created in the past year from another medium outside of comics that you'd like to share with us. Could be a book, a film, an album, a play, a contemporary dance recital, whatever. Also, while you're at it, Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. Any of you going? Thoughts about the media coverage so far. Uh, you, you, would, you, all, you all enjoy that out there. I would like to see it. I don't think I'm going to, but I would like to see Spider-Man turn off the dark. This is a perfect opportunity for me to thank Vince and and uh, Jason. Uh, watch the extraordinary adventures of Adele Blonsek uh-huh. last week, and probably my favorite movie of the year. Nice! Wow! Yeah. Wow! It's, it's that good. I have fallen in love with this movie and and the 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 lead actor the lead actress in particular ordered the book and and am gonna read it this weekend i i was captivated for two hours and was like yeah this is i it was it was awesome i i absolutely fell in love with that movie. i'm kind so of afraid because this is probably the one film where we've Agreed completely. That almost never happens. <laughs> I, 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 I may have even convinced Sal to watch a French movie. We'll see. Ooh, I, nice. I, yeah, I was like, you have to watch this movie. It's mm. so. Thank you guys because I, I absolutely loved it. I had so much fun watching it this weekend. Um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get Marta to watch it with me. And so, yeah, that <laughs> uh, surprisingly and kind of out of the blue is my favorite like non-comic comic book thing of the year. Great. Very good. I, I am happy. So what do we uh, pick? Was one of the things we've experienced? Well, anything, yeah. All I right. mean, I, I'd say for me, film, uh, probably the film that caught me most by surprise and so it stuck with me 
Uh, actually, I have to credit Paul Montgomery of iFanboy for turning me on to this, and his uh, Winter's Bone. Uh, I I oh, didn't cool. I didn't know what to expect. He praised it. I I I watched it, and it was just one of those films that uh, so beautiful, so heartbreaking. Um, really, to me, uh, just a fantastic piece of movie making. Um, I, it just sticks with me. Uh, on an emotional level, that the films generally don't do that, so um, I, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind for me. And yes, I will be seeing Spider-Man turn off the dark. I I can't I can't be a Marvel fan and and work in Manhattan five days a week and not find a way to check it out at some point. So yeah, I'll see it. Well, let me know if um, let me know when when's good for you, and I'll try to work it. All right, there you go. It's a date. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never, I get the aisle seat. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I never. Um, I'm never quick when it comes to music and things like that. I found out about the band One Eskimo a few months ago. I didn't know the album came out uh, in the fall of, of 2009. Uh, so I guess I'm going to cheat a little bit and say this is a new-to-me thing. Um, but One Eskimo has an album out that it I can listen to that from start to finish. Very rarely will I find an album where I can, where every single track I enjoy. I, I I can sing along with on its own things like that. Are usually a track or two that I can kind of skip over on most albums. This was one that uh, I absolutely adored right from from listening to it from the beginning. And um, even though I'm playing a lot of our holiday playlists, I still try to find time to at least give that CD one spin. Aww. Well, at the risk of irking Gabriel Hardman, I, I have to say this. Uh, this film got a lot of... For, for It may be the most profitable movie ever made, but it also has its share of detractors. I don't really care. I love every frame of Avatar. I don't know why. I can have to finish it. I, can, wa- it, yeah. I, I can watch it. Every day, uh, it looks great in Blu-ray. There's just something so captivating about that movie. It it just mesmerizes me. And it, some of the thematic content is kind of trite. Like I winced when they brought the shock and awe into it, and the and the the daisy cutters. And obviously, it was obvious what they were to what they were alluding. But I don't care. It's visually stunning. It, it, it's like a Roger Dean Yes cover come to life. I, I love that movie. I, and I don't care. How about that? Awesome. Yeah. I think I lost Gabe Hardman as a friend, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care yet, balls. Okay. I do okay. care. Want to do one more question? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's good okay. for him. Uh, Jeffrey Smith asks, more of a personal question. How long do you guys see the podcast continuing, and will you guys keep it going if one or two of you were to leave? Mm, well, let's see. A, first of all, yeah. how long we keep it going is really for as long as uh, we can keep Vince from getting bored. No, 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 uh, no, no. See, this is my opportunity to go on with the old, same old, same yes. old and say, if you can stop David from putting the diva oh suit my on God. like oh, he did please. last time. <laughs> uh, and, and, and will you guys keep it going if one or two of you leave? Uh, I would say no. I would um, say no, too. You know, yeah, would, um, it, I mean, maybe Vince would be like, hey, you know what? Let me let me talk to Tom. You know, let, let, yeah, let me I mean, I could see, you know, another show like if if, right. if one of us left and, and you know, because we all like to talk and hear ourselves talk. So. I wouldn't want to stop talking to the other guys if one had to bow out for some mm-hmm. reason, but um, but it wouldn't. It's just kind of like with you know. I just wouldn't 
my my answer at this point would be no, I can't. Especially and and if you know, if if one or two of us wanted to leave, that would probably mean that for the show, you know, yeah. the show would probably run its course and for some reason. So. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And Jason loves to talk because we Jason and I talked to uh, CGS this weekend. Oh, self promotion! Yeah. Nice. True, and it aired today, didn't it? I think it was yes. today. It's the, the 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 Marvel preview episode. That's correct. Uh, Marvel, yeah, half Marvel, uh, half DC. Yeah, because uh, they, they they have Sean yeah. and Jim on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Charlito and Mr. Phil for Indies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and 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 speaking of uh, of raging bullets and CGS and <laughs> and us and uh, and I fanboy, I think we'll all be back for uh, for C two E two next year. We've all, yes. we, we, we've all we've all been invited uh, invited back to be a part of Cedo uh, Cedo. The fools. So, Yes, exactly. Can we fooled fool him. We fooled him again. So I know it's uh, and Jason, we got to we got to figure out a dinner. It's uh, yes. I've yeah. consulted Mother Gaia as well, and have asked her to somehow change my son's birthday from <laughs> March sixteenth to an earlier date, so that uh, it won't interfere with Sados Sados. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to work on that. So no, it's already been taken care of. All right, all right. Celebrating his birthday awesome. the weekend before, right around right. your actual birthday. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. All right, let's do some more more die rolls, Vince. D20. Here we go. Oh, I hit my mouse cable. Reroll. 12. Well, that's me again. Listen, uh, okay, so who hasn't hasn't opened any? Has everyone opened stuff? I have not opened any. Chris hasn't opened anything yet? All right, Chris, you can open mine, but before you do, because no one's opened anything for mine yet, especially because you're all heaping ridiculous gifts upon me, as I told you on the email, but just to reiterate... You each have some. You each have this. There's one thing in each of you that each you haven't received yet. It's on back order, and it's you each got the same thing, but it hasn't come yet. So it'll be coming Ooh. soon. I hope, hopefully before right. Christmas. But if not, soon. And then once you all get it, we can talk about it. But all so, right. what you're I'm opening? Grab, what's that? I'm gonna grab my Bowie knife. <laughs> Parker, plays with the Jersey boy. Parker, back off. Parker's very, very interested. Yes. Are you very interested in what is okay? Alright, go 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 play with your sister. Jesus. Sister's fucking. That's kinda of crazy. That's, uh, <laughs> it's hey all now. about taboo up in Chris's joint. Oh god. We, I'm telling you. Oh it's hey, a Leslie up in there. It's a big old box of stuff. Alright. Oh, very cool. Um um, the, the first two, tra- God, will you two settle down? Thank you. Uh, the first two trades of Wasteland. Ooh, the Anthony Johnson thing? Yes, yes. Nice. So, thank, so thank you very much for that. And then something else that is wrapped in here, which I'll get to in a second. And then these I'm excited about. I've got a couple bottles in here. Which, olive oil, right? Quote and break yes, it. yes. A couple bottles of olive oil. Um, you talked to Zach Cruci, didn't you? Yes, they didn't break, did they? No, no, no. Let me see here. Everything, yeah, everything seems to be intact when we get into... There are many packages in Heavily package. researched for you, buddy. Good Lord. I'm, a, I'm keeping these, these... Yeah, these, aren't they great? Yeah, the bottle, the bottle bubbles. Yeah. I'm so keeping these and reusing them. Uh, the first one is um, Aventinus, and it's a, a Germany's original wheat doll. Oh, it's a Doppelbach. Mm. Yes. Oh, wow, nice, no, just... nice. So this is 
doppelganger. No, it's a it's a doppelganger. So yeah, that that that's that that's going to be a a pretty powerful beer. Um, yes, sir. That yes. is that Both is heavily powerful beers. That is a that is a a yummy dark powerful beer. So mm-hmm. oh wow, that looks that looks awesome. Um, let me get to the next one here. Mm, I love a good doppelbach. Um, seriously, I'm keep I'm keeping these these um, packages that you've put the beer in, and I'm going to reuse these. That's right, baby. Um, I may have to send you back something. Recycle. Yes. Do it. No, these these are seriously very cool. And these uh, are both uh, top fifty uh, rated uh, beers from uh, Rate Beer. Which is really. Cool. Ooh, it's a Scottish beer. It is yes. a Bellhaven Wee Heavy. Oh, it's oh, it's a Scotch ale. Yes. Oh, damn! This episode might get sloppy, guys. Nice. <laughs> Tried getting you some things you'd like that you haven't had regionally. Oh, I have no. I have not had either one of these, nice. and I am. I'm gonna control myself and not open these for. Oh, this could be good, like Bears Monday Night Football stuff. The Scotch Ale excites me. That is that is that is awesome. Thank you, thank you very very much. Uh, and I have I have one more package inside a package here. Let me. There's a partner. picture. A picture huh? of Stan Lee in this book. In that, oh, so, he says it with such disdain. From when uh, from when, when Kitchen Sink was published by Marvel for a minute. When the guy, uh, was working the guy, the guy, when, the guy is an architect. When that's Dennis <laughs> when Dennis Kitchen was uh, brought into Marvel well, to do the, one, the comics book. Yeah. You're gonna hear this. Oh, look at you! You're hilarious. <laughs> oh shit! What is hilarious? That's awesome. Um, I I now have a a DVD copy of Men with Brooms, which. <laughs> Which may be the greatest curling movie ever made. It's like Slapshot. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Hey. Um, <laughs> Wesley Nielsen in this. Moment of moment yes. of silence. Yes, that's true. He is in it. Moment of silence. So, I, yes, I have Men with Brooms on DVD. Oh, and God. top it off, which I will read cover to goddamn cover. Smart <laughs> Curling by Vera Pezzer. Oh, oh, that's right, baby. Because if she says it, you know it's got that a book on curling and tutorial tutorials. Th- right. This is this is written by a four-time Canadian curling champion and Olympic <laughs> curling coach. That's right, Go- Gobo's cousin. <sighs> They're all fucking related up there, Jason. Oh, shit. Coached by Devin. Are you saying they're inbred? <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. It's a fucking penal colony. Saying they're like uh, Merry New Year, buddy. This prison Canada. I am <laughs> Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this son of a bitch, and I'm gonna are. I'm gonna take it to the curling club, and I'm I gonna know. leave it as as a, as a as a club reading copy. Put it in the reference library. This is <laughs> library. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it on the bar. Nice. Oh man. Um, <laughs> the library. That is that is awesome. Smart curling. That is very cool. Um, by the way, my my new broom fucking rocks. It is oh, it is so so awesome. It's the lint bunnies in the corner, doesn't it? Oh, it is. That is wow. Thank you. Uh, beer and curling and comics. It's 
my if my wife knew me this well <laughs> I'm telling you, that you is go, awesome. Thank, right. thank you so much. Right. Before we move on, <laughs> I want you guys to humor me for a second. Okay. <laughs> well, in, well, that wasn't humorous. In, in, no, well, in, in honor of the holiday season, you know, I, I would like to read you a, a, a page from the book David got me, the Underground Classics book. It, it's a, a comic page by S. Clay Wilson. It, it was written and drawn in 1968. It's called Head First. A tale of human pathos on the high seas below deck. It's a pirate tale. It's heartwarming. Two pirates sitting at a table drinking. One says, how old are you, mate? And the other one says, old enough to drink cup after cup of this here grog. I'm just trying to strike up some gentle conversation. Can I fondle your tool? And the other pirate says, it's ungodly big. Want to see? I sure would. Want to finish your rum first? Fuck that rum. I'm proud of my crank. I'll just reach down and flip it up on this here table. Wump guy pulls out his dick and it's huge. He says, the other pirate says, my thunder, what a whopper. <laughs> pirate number two says, ain't it nice? It's the biggest on board this ship. When I pop, it fills buckets. Underline buckets. So pirate number one says, it looks great, mate. Let me sample it. Pulls out a knife and chops the head off. <laughs> What? Which, which he promptly eats, and it shows him in the last panel oh my God. eating the guy's dickhead, and he says, mmm, <laughs> the head tastes best, and he's got little happy drools of blood coming out of his mouth. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, S. Clay Wilson, for that heartwarming oh, tale. Jesus. I there love, you go. I, <laughs> it's Nothing a whopper. Says- Nothing says Merry Christmas like eating dickheads. Like eating <laughs> nice. Here's something for you. See, this is interesting because this is something that um, wouldn't I talk about recently on the forum. Whenever uh, whenever John Byrne is brought up, we always end up talking about Alpha Flight. Yes. Because it's pretty much the one thing that he worked on from the beginning. Um and whether or not, and apparently recently it was found out that his heart wasn't in it while, while he was working on those first 20 some odd issues. On Alpha Flight, uh, really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, and that's news to me. And in issue 76 of Amazing Heroes, cover dated August 1st, 1985, the inside scoop behind the Hulk Alpha Flight switch, and the switch is explained. Uh, why did John Byrne and Bill Mantlo decide to leave their series they were on and take each other's instead? It's one of those funny sorts of things, John Byrne says. I succeeded completely in what I was trying to do <laughs> in Alpha Flight, which was trying to do a group book that wasn't just another group book. Of course, now it took like a year to get the group together. In the <laughs> each issue would deal with one member or two. See, I'm not mad. And only occasionally with all or most of the team working together. Evidently, that wasn't what the fans want because the newsstand sales have been spiraling downward. Uh, are we doing the right thing? Sales is what Byrne referred to the uh, the newsstand sales. Uh, because you can't really tell from direct sales. I think Bill will probably make Alpha Flight more successful on the newsstand than I have. Gosh. It will now be a group book. With everyone hanging out together and doing stuff together, which seems to be what the kids want. I misread the audience, basically. I thought they wanted something other than another X-Men. Uh, Bill Mantlo says at the end of his run 
on Incredible Hulk, I was more satisfied than I'd ever been with my work on the series, but it took me so long to get to that point. I felt when I came onto it years ago, I couldn't really do anything new with it. The character had been around for 20 years, and he was never my favorite character to begin with. I did retreads of old Hulk stories to find to try to find a new direction and just kept doing more and more repetition of what had already happened. Uh, I felt that I was hampered by some very unimaginative art which we didn't seem to be able to change, and I gradually, I gradually just lost interest, and that's not a good way to do a book. Then Wait Al a Milgram, minute, unimaginative art? I know, I know. I couldn't believe when I just read that. Then Al Milgram, who was the editor at the time, said, well, don't accept this. If you want to make changes, make them. Take some risks. That's when we decided to give Hulk Bruce Banner's intelligence. From that point on, I felt as if I finally had a direction and control over the character. So I guess I took a year and a half, uh, or maybe two years to get to that point. I said I was going to write that, what I wanted to write. I just took off. I was having fun. Then Sal Bushima got fi- fired up, and his heart started to improve. Uh, the story his heart. Line, his art. Sorry, his art started to improve. Uh, the storyline led into the one in which the Hulk was reduced to an entirely bestial state and no longer changed into Bruce Banner and was sent to the interdimensional crossroads. Oh, I love that story. Um, uh, From which he traveled into various worlds. Then, Mantlo continues, we were faced with the question, okay, at the end of this, what happens? We bring the Hulk back. It's clear we've come full circle and more or less he's right back to where he was when I picked him up. My notion was I could go two ways. I could either bring him right back to where he was or I could go create an entirely new Hulk, a Hulk superhero who looked glorious, physically handsome, and would be the guardian of the Earth in an upcoming issue of ROM in which Rick Jones becomes a Gamma Green superhero character. You'll see a glimpse of that. That's probably the way I would have gone with the Hulk. It was at that point I was making that decision, and John called up. Uh, Byrne called Mantlo and proposed they switch books. Mantlo would take over Alpha Flight, Byrne would take over the Hulk, and I was bold... eh, I was bowled over, Mantlo recalls, because this was John's creation, and I've had nothing but admiration for the way he's been handling it, so I said, my God, yes, and that's how we decided to switch. Nice. Awesome. Impromptu fanzine flashback for your and, and How about that? And apropos of recent conversations. That's yes. right. See, David zoomed in on it. That is the hottest. That, that's ballsy, though. I mean, I love Bill Mantlo and, and all the work I, he's done, but yeah. you, you don't. You, you don't call out Sal Basim. That, that's not right. Yeah, but he got fired hurt. up towards the end, though, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Who's next? All right. What are we doing? Are we doing to answer another question, or somebody else want to open stuff? Because we have, we're pushing an hour 15. Get your roll on, Vince. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Jason doesn't. Well, wait. Does everybody? No. Okay. Three. That's you. Chris. That's Chris. Oh, that's me. Um, uh, I'll stay with the theme. Vince, open mind. Ooh, I will do that. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Let me get my little screwdriver out. See, I open up boxes with screwdrivers. Just like in prison. Yes. Chris Neesman. Vince is read... going to want to mate with me after this. Can I read your address um, over the on the air? <laughs> Dog says yes, I can. Uh, Parker's gonna fuck you up. Oh boy, <laughs> Parker, hush! I recognize that Parker. Anyway, that's when. Bar- oh, that's oh, been- wait a minute. What do I have? Oh Jesus! Holy oh. crap! Oh, Whoa. I got a man thing. 
Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. I sent you a man thing. Oh, one of those pewter things. The Eagle Moss man thing. Oh, no way. Nice. Look at that. Oh, that's a great one, too. Yeah. That is sweet. Yeah. Chris gave me man thing. Give the gift of man thing. What else? <laughs> that's awesome. Is this Tom Scioli? American yes. Barbarian. And, well, yeah, look at the back of it. <gasps> it's a limited edition signed by Thomas Scioli. Nice. Number 19 of 25. He only, made, he only oh, made 25 of those. Man. That was his yeah. original mini comic of American Barbarian. Where'd you get this? I bought it directly from him at the Summit City Comic Con. Look at you. That's this is cool. awesome. I, ooh, it's a nice printing, too. Mm-hmm. You can smell the ink. Mm. Huffing the ink, baby. And there's more things in here. Chris, are you crazy, man? I know. This is stupid. I mean, I'm glad, but I got the Cursed Pirate Girl collection signed in gold by Jeremy Bastain. Damn. This is so That is a a, um, limited to, I think, 100 at the Challengers Comics Cursed Pirate Girl Oh, yeah, when they had the signing. Nice. It's a theme because you have given me a signed Cursed Pirate Girl in the past from Jeremy Bastain. Yes, yep. And that is that oh, is that. that is the 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 first trade collection. And oh, and in the bottom of the box is the Eagle Moss uh, character bio, history, errata, all that stuff yeah, on Man yeah. Thing, and a Kyle Holtz poster of Man Thing. Yep, that it's from that horrible miniseries, but still, it's a yeah. Kyle Holtz. Yeah, it's a Kyle Holtz Man Thing. Kyle Holtz Man Thing. Thank you, Christopher. No problem. I'm nice. going to put Happy my man thing right here on my shelf. Aww. I feel bad now. I even I, 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 I pumped you for that earlier this year. I was like, do you have that uh, man thing, Eagle Moths? You're like, nah, I don't want that. I was like, oh, you're going to get it. Yeah, you know why? Because I didn't want to pay for it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what the holidays are all about. Can yeah. Get thanks for your buddies. That they're like, yeah. Did you guys uh, see that Declan Shalvey man thing? today oh god it's so good no, no, that's 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 that one is so good it was on his blog yes. it, he posted oh, okay. on twitter it's uh it's a man thing uh dressed you know like a christmas tree oh no way. yeah it's awesome you watch that dude is gonna blow up yeah. in the next couple oh, yeah. years oh sure see i feel bad now because i was a bit devious in your gift really Yes, and I'm I'm wow. almost I'm almost uh, want you to open so it now because put it outside. You should open it now. Yeah, yeah, open, yeah. It now, yeah. open it now, and I'll tell you my reasoning right. behind it. Let me, let me get it here. This, this, this article on the whole um, Alpha Flight Hulk switch is over like a dozen pages. Hey, I will be I will be right back. Good. After these messages. Do, 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 do. Damn. All right, got Vince's box here. Let me get the, the trusty Bowie knife. The back cover ad for uh, this amazing nope. hero. Oh shit! You first you... computer generated comic. Um, by Chicagoan. What's his name? <laughs> Ooh, I can't is... even remember the name of that comic. What are you talking about? The first computer generated comic. Shatter. Shatter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. That guy's still here in Chicago. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, was, um, was, was it First Comics that did that? Yes, but what yep. was his name? Um, damn, what was his name? I'm, I'm, I'm getting uh, old. Didn't he do... Um, 
love now, you. Now, damn nice. it, now, damn it, Vince, haven't we talked about the pros and cons of peanuts and foam? Uh-huh. <laughs> I got whatever you didn't get. <laughs> he got peanuts. I got peanuts. Uh, oh, it is a creepy archive. That's yep. cool. And it what... Vo- what it's volume five. Right. Which, and that's the reason why I sent that to you, because you, if memory serves, you have volume one. Yes, I have volume one. Yes. Right. So, and you, and I said, so. I need to say, why would you send me volume five? Which because. I'm going to, uh, I'm going you, to I said to you one I said to you one day, hey, uh, you know, are you cre- keeping up on the creepy archives? You're like, ah, I have volume hey, one. I you know, I mean, now you have to buy two, three, and four. Oh, you're a bastard. That's exactly why I <laughs> oh, did that. You are a bastard. Yep. That's you can't, that is that is so mean. No, it's not. You I'm giving you the gift of some of the greatest art and writing ever. And you're just like reluctant to keep up the series, and that's why I said, damn it, I'm gonna make them buy them. I'm so now make I have buy to go those. buy two, three, and four yes. to make it a complete you are such a son of a bitch. Well no, actually <laughs> if you you have to buy two, three, and four just to keep up to, I mean, to make it up to five, but actually, Creepy's up to eight. Oh, are they on, are they on yeah. volume eight now? Let me check my shelf here. God, this stuff is so uh, Creepy goes up to eight. Yep. Are you nice, Stinker? You, yeah, this stuff is so pretty. Yes, it is. In a, in a ghoulish sort of way. The best. You know, people always tout EC as the best horror comics. I don't know. I love EC, and I respect. Uh, oh, they're the they're art. they're they're so joined at the hip. Yeah, they're, I know. But for for my money, once Creepy got really rolling, which is uh, yeah, around volume five, and then the Filipinos came in. Oh, they, I think they're the best. I, w- I get, love that. The, I was he um uh. Vince is a bastard. He sent me the creepy well, we archives volume five and he rolled back the tape. He sent me volume five because remember he asked me if, if I had any of the other ones. And I said, no, I stopped at one and I, and I thought that was enough. And so now he's forcing me to buy volumes two, three, and <laughs> Nicely four. Nicely done. To, to fill in the gaps. <laughs> Nicely done. By the way, uh, Chris, I just ran up, uh, just my son was calling me, but, uh, I also happened to swing by the kitchen and grab another drink because uh, I needed a refreshment. Uh-huh. And I saved this drink for you for the holiday episode because I knew it would warm your heart. And I knew I was uh-huh. giving you a couple fancy beers. Uh-huh. So while I was at this fancy beer store picking out fancy beers for you, I picked out a fancy beer for me. And I'm trying for the first time ever Dragon's Milk. Oh, that's wow. good, isn't it? It is a dark beer. That is some high-gravity shit, dude. It is It is really good, and it's really smooth. It's almost like silky. Yeah. It's almost silky oh, I'm going to have tongue. to try that. Oh, yeah. It, that, that stuff, that stuff is I mean, like, it's, it it's looks like, like 13 soda. or 14 percent alcohol. It looks like Coca-Cola, though. Like, like yeah. on the, like it's, I mean, it's as dark as, is, it's like Coca-Cola dark. It's, it's, yeah. uh, wow. but it's, it, it doesn't taste at all like you would think. It's, uh, it's really nice. It's got a really nice mouthfeel. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in that beer. It is. Yeah, it's like a uh, dragon. Oh, that's awesome! That's oh, you made me so happy that you're drinking that. It's yeah. it's it's probably my favorite high gravity beer. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's wild. That's from from New Holland there, or, or not New Holland? It's uh, from Holland, Michigan, from the New Holland Brewery. Yeah, and, baby. Uh, mm, I Marta and I. Um, in, so you said in, this is like thirteen percent alcohol. It's up there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You're you you have a couple of those, and you're good for the evening. 
It's, right. Yeah, yeah, no driving home. Um, we're going to try and, and head up to that to that um, brewery and pub um, probably in in spring or early early summer. Make make a trip make a trip around the uh, around the Horn there. Sweet. All right, what's up? Uh, what Let's do one more question. We'll do a question, then we'll get some more presents, because I know Vince is uh, watching that clock. All right, hold on a second here, booze. Uh, okay, here you go. This is good. This kind of pertains to something Vince talked about last week. Uh, also oh. from Jeffrey Smith. What comics have you read that are so bad they're good? <laughs> uh, we'll throw tarot in there right off the start. Yeah. Uh, Stop. Uh, oh, I want to mention this, by the way, um, Jason. I don't know if you noticed in Men, Men with Brooms who the who the uh, uh, the romantic female lead is in that movie. No, I did not. Other than Leslie Nielsen this, being in it, which I thought was hilarious, it, I did. Uh, Who's a female in that movie? Yeah, it's uh, the widow Garrett. <laughs> the widow. Really? Yeah. Oh, was, was I actually want to watch it now. Yeah, yeah, the 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 widow Garrett is the is the uh the romantic uh, female weed in it. Interesting. Okay. David. Did yes. you know this? See, we're all spouting out little tidbits from the things we got. I did not know this. I do not have a well, I don't have a complete uh collection of appearances of the man thing because I don't have Savage Tales number 1. But the second appearance of the man thing, I did not know this. I will have to hunt this issue down. <laughs> August 1972, Astonishing Tales number 13 with Kazar. Oh, man thing, man oh, thing appeared I think in that. That's in the, uh, it might have just all merged together, oh, but I think in the essential, um, in the essential man thing. I, I think, yeah, I think that's about right. Aren't, aren't those little character bios awesome? With the yes, Eagle they Box are. Character? I, oh, I'm so happy! And I went, I, I ran by Dark Tower, and I got my Detective Chimp. Very excited. Nice. You're keeping up on those then. On the DC, yeah. Wow. So, I've got, I've, I have all of the DC ones. Yeah, you do. That's awesome. That's they, a they lot keep turning them out well, like at least two lead. a month, right? Yeah. Yeah, about two a month. Now they're in a in a um, Sinestro Corps vibe, so they're right, a right. bunch of... Uh, yeah, they're going to have the St. Walker and, and all which that. Which is neat. That's cool. Uh-huh. Uh, on the subject of bad but good comics, <laughs> yes. I, I will still argue there are no bad comics. Well, you know. Oh, there are a lot of bad comics. No, um, well, there's not bad but comics. So, but so bad, they're good. Oh, God, there was... There's one that Tim Seeley and Kevin Mellon had absolutely fallen in love with um, uh, whenever they came in for, for Windy City. And I can't remember shit what it was, but it was so bad it was good. There, there was uh, a lot, a lot of lackadaisical efforts during the black and white boom. I can name a bunch of titles that... It's a, the, the would be commonly the considered radioactive hamsters. No, that was awesome. Radioactive oh, that, hamsters. No, that's a great book. No, no, no. Um, yeah. But it was like, so uh, bad it was good. There's a book called uh, something about a groundhog. I have it. Uh, it came out during the black and white boom, and it looks like the it looks like it was printed in the same manner as the TV guide insert that you would get in your Sunday paper. Just, uh, you know, real pulpy, crappy paper on the cover, even worse paper for the interior. It's, it, it's bad. And, uh, it, it was done by someone who really hadn't found their way, let's just say yet. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's something like Tales of the Groundhog or something like that. Dimwitted Daryl was another bad one. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't personally call them bad. 
maybe because it's all in our perception of them. What you think is bad. I mean, look at me. Some of the stuff that I love, people would definitely think are bad comics. True, true. But they're yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. True. Oh, man. Um, damn, I don't even know if we could say Secret Wars 2. I don't know. Oh. I don't, I mean. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was just bad. I kind of like Secret Wars 2. I didn't, like it as, I didn't like it as much as the first, but I, I wouldn't say it was a complete wash. One good tie-in. Yeah, it brought, it brought back Gene Gray. Um, Did it? No, that wasn't Secret Wars 2. That wasn't a tie-in? It was just a crossover? No, With, that, um, one, that, one, that one. No, uh, I don't. No, that, that was only X Factor. Right? Yeah, yeah, but that didn't have anything to do with Secret Wars 2. Uh, right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I had that FF right. issue. Was that Burn? That, yeah, yeah, that was Burn. Hell yeah. Yeah. And, and the Avengers issue with Namor guest starring. <laughs> How about right. something like uh, Damage Control? But was Ernie, bad, Ernie Cologne. Ernie Cologne on art. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean there's, there's a comic there's about a construction different. crew that came and cleaned up buildings. I mean, it was yeah. like, but it, uh, but I, you well, know, spawned a couple of damage, 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 what's that? Damage or Damage Inc.? No, damage control. Damage control. With damage yeah. control. Yeah. Yeah. They had what two miniseries? So At least both, two. Yeah. Both oh, yeah. drawn by Ernie Cologne. Yeah, I I didn't think they were bad. Recently, I didn't think they were. But New Avengers number seven. Yeah, you know, not great comics. All right, but next yeah. question. Okay. Uh, yeah, we didn't really have a great answer for that one. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, super spell. I here you go. Number one. If there was one thing. Oh, here we go. Let's try and keep this. Short and sweet. If there was oh, one God. thing you could change for better or worse about the comic industry, what would it be? Oh, Jesus. I'll oh, go right now. I'm going to get mine out of the way. I would go back in time and do anything I could to stop the distributor wars from happening and ending the way they did. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I agree. There yeah. you go. Next. Nice. All right. <laughs> that, yep. but there, there's, two, there's, oh, I was going to yep. embellish, but that's okay. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Number two, classic question. If you could have a permanent superpower, what would it be? Or if you could be a superhero for one month, who would it be? So either or. Wow. Uh, eh, Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, really? but only, if I, only if I can be Hal. That's right. Uh I can't say flight because I'm scared of heights, so I would I'd just be a real low flying. You don't have to be afraid of heights if you got a power ring. That <laughs> bitches. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, say immortality. Wow. Ooh, I don't think so. Everybody, huh? I don't know about that. That's yeah. Ask Vandal Savage that, bitch. Oh, he's a he's a bitch. The I'm riding a comet. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> I had such I had such a nerdy fanboy moment. I log on to the onto the forum like I usually do every morning just to see what's going on and someone's like, Why did, and I'm not picking on this poster, but why doesn't Galactus just eat other yes. planets yeah. besides Earth? And it's like my like my nerdy fanboy beanie hat immediately popped up in my head. It's like, duh, because Galactus can only uh consume planets that, that <laughs> That can, uh, <laughs> that I'm can so worked up, I can't talk. Yeah, it's like, I it was just like, and I was just like, okay, control, nerdy response. And I went in, it's like, it's like the first response to this forum thread is going to be exactly what I thought. And it, yeah. and it was. It was like, okay, 
<laughs> it was so funny. My my initial reaction was like, duh. I'm going to keep my answer within the realm of possibility and say invisibility. Ah, uh, because you want to be like Sue. No, I want to. I want to see the. I want to be in the room when Sue's changing. There you go. <laughs> Mine would be uh, teleportation. Nice. Oh, that'd be very handy. As you're yeah. drinking Telemore Dew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Another question or package? Uh, one more question, then we'll finish. Okay. We'll do the package. All right. Street CR asks: <clears throat> If you were not podcasting about comics, what other subject would you podcast about, and why aren't you? Hmm. Wow. Yeah, because there's only so many hours in the day. Uh, this. Yeah, uh, that's you know, for sure. Uh, well, let me get well, mine for me, out of my be, way. Go ahead. Fantasy football, because obviously yeah. I've actually oh, yeah. done that. Might so. Yeah, I mean that that would be what I I would do. So I, yeah. I don't know what other topic I have such knowledge of, of useless trivia on. So pretty much would really only be comics. I think. Yeah. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, base, baseball, without a doubt. I would probably do exploitation movies. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess for you. Yep. Love them. I'd probably okay. listen to that. Good old Dave Friedman. Yeah. Now, he asked Shit. a question I don't know quite how to answer, so we'll have to, you guys, uh, if you were to star in a Henry and Glenn Forever style comic, which co-host would co-star with you? I got no idea what he's talking about. I don't know what that is. Henry and Glenn Forever is... Um, Henry Rollins and Glenn Danzig. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. I've never are they read the characters in a comic, or yeah, they are. I, yeah, I it's a, it's like a rom a, a full a full romance comic with two of the burliest, beefiest, <laughs> most manly men. In, oh, well, in, then I would pick, I would pick Vince because I I I long to make sweet man love to him. Anyway, so <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> that shit's gotta go. <laughs> no, no, You're finally gonna edit something. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. I leave everything in. All right, so yeah, should don't. we move on on that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, I'm don't. leaving it in. I left <laughs> it in a long time. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. All right, so how many packages do we have left here? Um, I have one. I have mine from Wood. You have one, David. Uh, yes. Jason has one. Chris should have I one, have, right? I have one. Ow. And I, and I have one, so why don't we go. just all open them together? Get this done, and then we can we can spend as much time as we want on the questions. Okay. Let's go right. first. Okay. So we just open, or you want to do yeah. it? Yeah, let's open. Okay. okay. Actually, mine's already open, but Marta oh, screened it for me. It was an Amazon box. While we're opening these, I would just like to extend a very heartfelt thank you to Mr. Pat Loika once again, making with the Christmas drawings. Yep, you're yes. right about that. Yep, Thanks, I got Pat. a Savage Dragon. What'd you guys get? I have I, I uh, haven't got mine yet. It, it, <laughs> I, uh, I got I got a Deadpool uh, and Storm Shadow. Uh, no, sorry, uh, a Deadpool with the snake eyes sneaking up on him. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, that, I thought yeah. you were gonna say Phantom X, and I was like, no, you're right the first time. Uh, to David and Renee, happy holidays. It is Black Panther and Poison Ivy. Mm. Ah, but in addition to uh, my drawing, and this is something that Pat was going to give me back at the last New York show, but we never crossed paths. Right. Pat Pat capped off my cable run. He gave Ooh, me that's awesome, the uh, 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 three Very issues, cool. yes, that I needed to finish my cable run. So it's done. I, I have all of Nate's great solo book. So that he's finishing off your cable stuff, what's finishing off his Deadpool yeah. run. 
So I, I do want. I do hey, want. Minor wraps. Yeah, uh, I, I want to pass along congratulations. Um, I got uh, I got a very nice um, postcard in the mail uh, from Nicole and Brent Schoonover. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh yeah. They're um, they're a beautiful little baby girl. Lynn oh, that's fantastic! Oh, arrived that's uh, um, six pounds fourteen ounces. Awesome! And uh, I got the the most awesome baby announcement ever. It's a uh, Josie Lynn Schoonover, and it's a uh, Josie done as like an Archie, you know, Josie and the Pussycats Archie cover, and uh-huh. it's it's just the very very cool birth announcement and uh, congratulations cool. to two of the most awesome and and uh, nice people you will ever meet in comics uh brent and nicole see jason very you're cool. making me very afraid right now why because one of the books that you got me yeah i was just listening to the soundtrack of this film yesterday oh so you have the book no i was oh. listening to the film uh, soundtrack. david uh, knows so well why don't you go ahead, then, since you're... Oh, shit. No way. Oh, I hope, I hope you like nice. it. nice. That's nice. Okay, I'll just... I didn't open the... What I must... Ooh, there's another package. Wait, wait, wait. Keep going, guys. No, you go wait, ahead. Wait, wait. All right, the, the movie I, that, uh, of which I'm speaking is Uzumaki. Well, it's not a movie. Oh, right, your movie, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, by Junji Ito, Jason got me the first volume of Uzumaki, and it's Which awesome. Is, uh, I've, I've, Spiral. I, it's a very uh, uh, horror. It's a horror manga, which I <laughs> horror, yeah. But I had never it's heard a, you talk about it, so I thought maybe yeah. No, the movies. I love the movie, um, and it's all based on the uh, spiral. Spirals pop up everywhere yes, in the story. Yes. So that's cool. And and the second book was Lovecraft Unbound. Tales inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft featuring Laird Barron, Michael Chabon, Brian Evenson, Caitlin Kiernan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joyce Carol Oates, Holly Phillips, edited by Ellen Dethlau. Nice. Can't get so enough of the Lovecraft. Too. Yeah, I know. So I'm getting it now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, wait. What the hell? Duh, you're sick, man. You're sick. <laughs> this is a, a this is a I don't have this one. Nice! Oh, man. It's a blob yes. it's it's a blobus. Uh Kaijin Dokugan. It's a vinyl figure. Vinyl? Oh yeah. that's awesome. I, and you know what? I, I have the the uh blobus that almost has this color scheme. So oh. it will, it's going to look very nice next to my Blobus. Oh, I have a lot cool. of these. Yeah. No, this nice. com- this company's excellent. Nice. Where did you get this? What? Where did you get this? I, 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 man, Don't worry I, about it. He acquired it. Nice. I, I did a little research on some Kaiju, and I found something that Yes, cool. this one's awesome. Look at it. It's, um, it's orange and green. Yeah, it had it's orange. It's the, the single, like right. Orange, so. the single, and it's got a little bit of gold on top of the head. Nice. Yeah, it looked a little, you know, looked up your alley. So figured I'd get, try and get you a little kaiju. Me. I'll take some pictures of my my Blobbus, uh nice. figures. I got yeah. a lot of them. And the not this one. Not this one. Right, nice. Excellent. Thank you, buddy. You got up it, on the buddy. shelf with you. Oh, looks All right. nice in front of the Overstreet guides. Look at that. <sighs> Sweet. So what else we got? Damn, David. You, what? you know me so well. Cross David sent me two books that just like just cut to the heart of what I love. Um, the first one is The Horror, The Horror. It is from a 
uh, Abrams Comics Arts. Oh, and that's a beautiful it book. It is uh, comic books the government didn't want you to read. Oh, nice. And it is filled with all sorts of 1950s EC and, and other comic book publishers' goodness. I mean, there is some, there is some awesome, awesome shit in here. You're going to have to steal I that. Be- I believe there's it, a DVD, too. And and yes, um, um, there is a bonus DVD, Confidential File, a rare 30-minute TV show that first aired on October 9th, 1955, about the evils of comic books and their effects on juvenile delinquency. That's, that's true. It's all true. That's awesome. And I'm flipping through here. And there's great articles about about comics in 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 the fifties, and a cover gallery that is some, I mean, oh God, I'm looking at a Don Heck cover right now. Um, God, just so many. I mean, oh, the the EC stuff here alone is is amazing. But I mean, stuff from you know Web of Mystery and Out of the Shadows and. Yeah. City of the Living Dead and space action, weird horrors, baffling mysteries. I mean, this is 1950s comics at its best, and just just a testament to to how censorship can kill can get the comic away, industry. Can, can can kill creative creativity. And God, the the amazing God, if Frederick Frederick Wortham that that. Fucking son of a bitch, <laughs> and, and not yes. just not just him, but but just the whole paranoid, fucking ridiculous, conservative, asshole, right wing country at the time. Can you imagine if if comics hadn't become the target of this ridiculous, fucking paranoid, schizophrenic? asshole attitude creatively what they could have gone on to do oh it, yeah. uh, it pisses me off okay they, um they were getting pretty extreme though yeah fine they were it, they were and from you vince from you no you yeah for me i do not Condone any kind of restrictions to any kind of creativity, but it was, it there, was are, there are appropriate you know, and avenues. That, and that, was, that, was, and that was the thing. It was self. one of them. It was self-restrictive, and that's that. That's kind of the biggest bummer. It, it right. is is that they, yeah, I don't know. It, it, Games it's a, got railroaded. It's, you know, it was a, it was a mess. It's it a, a subject mess. for another episode, but Hell I yeah. just. Yeah. This is my Vince B moment, where it's like they, <laughs> they 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 impeded and got in the way of artistic expression, mm-hmm. and it it probably permanently stunted the growth of comic book arts in yep. this country. Let's and, see. And it, uh, what are some of the restrictions we're going to place on these? Okay, well, you can't use vampires, werewolves, or the living well, dead. The, 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 like, the, okay. Well, it, it, it became a, a complete commerce thing where it's like, okay, yeah, it was a, um, who, who's the number one company? Oh, it's EC. Exactly. Well, we're we're going to restrict everything that they do. So, can't say horror, can't say terror, um, can't say... Which, yeah. which my, my favorite Christmas present... Uh, from last year was um, the Ten Cent Plague from Jason. Damn. Go read the Ten Cent what, what? Plague. Yep. Yeah. So good. R eleven Oscars. God damn it. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go. My oh, main. I got another book from David. Oh, sorry. Oh, Real I'm... quick. 
and I and I cannot wait to read. It's a big boy book with lots of words and no pictures. <laughs> so it'll take me probably three or four months to read this. Um, it is Secret Wars, the 100 Years of British Intelligence Inside MI5 and MI6 mm. by Gordon Thomas. That's uh, awesome Which appears to be yeah, uh, a 100-year history of, uh, of SIS. So I'm very, very fucking excited about that. So, David, thank you so much. You're welcome, buddy. Well, since we're, since we're giving David Dapp, i got to give him Dapp because, uh, first of all, the, he gave me two books as well. The first is from Fantagraphics, and it is uh, The Man Knows I Love Some Shelf Porn, and it is the first hardcover of Prince Valiant by Hal Foster, the wow. 37 to 38 complete book. And I'm looking through this right now. First of all, it's huge. This book is huge. It's like, I mean, I don't know the dimension. It's like 11 by 14. It's like, well, I don't know if it's, it's at least, it's, it's almost the size of a full comic book page of art. And it's unbelievable that this guy was doing this kind of art in 1937. I, it's unbelievably beautiful. I, I only know this by reputation. Haven't actually ever read any of this stuff. So um, it looks just Oh my God, it's gorgeous! This guy was a beast. Yeah. So, uh, so mad love for that. And then this other book, which I think I may read this week because I know that uh, I have never read it, and it's something I know that's near and dear to David's heart. Um, and I didn't know that it was available in an omnibus form, but David sent me the Grimjack omnibus from uh, nice. from IW, which nice. for those of uh, folks who know our forums, uh, they know that uh, our forums subtitle is Munden's Bar, and that uh, is a reference to Grimjack, if I'm not mistaken, right? And that's where his uh, his yes. base of operations yeah, is. Yeah. So, uh, David, tell me a little bit about Grimjack. I mean, other I know it's Ostrander and Truman, and I know he's like a mercenary, right? But uh, but uh, I'm I don't I'm not that familiar with it beyond that. It's like a futuristic type of mercenary type of thing. Is that right? Yeah. He um, basically Sinosher is is I guess you would exp- it's I guess the crossroads of of other dimensions. Maybe they really like there are no rules like like from one one dimension to the next. And I it's been so long since I read any of my issues. I don't know how many of my issues I actually still have, but um, I know it's also Scott Cedarland's a big fan of the book as well. But yep. it's uh, the art's fantastic. There is it, it's yeah, the art is beautiful. I'm just paging through it right now. I, yeah, um, Tim it, Truman. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom uh, Sutton. He can draw some beautiful women, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's I just I I like John Gaunt, the main character. Um, his uh, you, you you got the the dumpy head of head of police who. Um, I, I love his attitude whenever he's talking to mm-hmm. uh to Grim Jack. It's it's a great cast of characters. It's not just it, it's not uh like a typical comic book where if if you're reading a Batman or a Spider Man book, then that's the focus. This is you know, it's not just John Gaunt. You also have his supporting cast. You have the Sinosure itself. I mean everything about it. You have the bar, it, yep. it's just And it's one it of looks those like a- Go ahead. It's one of those anything goes books. It's Ostrander at his most like unbridled because three quarters of the run through, John Gaunt goes away and turns into Grim Jim Twilly. The character actually changes in the run. Mm-hmm. And you get the Demon Wars and it's it's unbelievable. With well, uh, art by Flint Henry. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't read all that. 
looking through this, it uh, I mean, it looks too like it plays with a lot of different genres. Because yeah. yeah. just like there's there's western, there's there's mystical, there's sword and sorcery. It's like yeah. so it uh, looks. Well, like you got trippy. this city that's a, a nexus for all these different sweet realities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. I, yeah, I'm actually. Yeah, I think this is going on top of the stack. It looks really neat. I, I, I uh, awesome. and, and I have never read any any Grimjack stories. Oh, so. I lucked out then. Awesome. Nice. I'm glad. Um, no, that's, it's, it's, you're welcome. It was, um, it's, it's just, it's one of those books where at that time in the eighties with that, and like you just talking about the different genres, but you know, you can put it right next to Nexus where Horatio mm-hmm. was just going, his dreams would have him go after whoever. And, and Baron was able to tackle different topics in, in his book. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a great time just Especially for the independent books. And speaking of Crossroads, there was a miniseries uh, called Crossroads, mm-hmm. where all these characters appeared: Nexus, Badger, Grimjack. Uh, it that uh, John Sable Freelance was in it. Who else? Yeah, uh, uh, Judah the Hammer uh, from Z-Man? Nexus. What? Z Man. I don't think E Man was part of it. No, Wh- I think Whisper was right. Whisper. Oh man, I don't know. But, but I, I don't. I, mean, I don't remember. Yeah, and but uh, yeah, so you, there's more for you to read after you digest that. There's a lot of good uh, good stuff came out of that company. Uh, Jason hooked me up big time. He knew uh, something that I've been wanting since since he mentioned it on on the show a while ago. Uh, the nice thick hardcover uh, black comics with an X by uh, Damian Duffy and John Jennings, and this is uh, yeah, this is something I've had. On on my uh, my wish list and since I first saw it solicited and uh, I'm gonna have fun flipping through this. Thank you very cool. much. Uh, and signed by the man himself. Yes. Uh, the first issue of Quantum and Woody, signed by Christopher Priest. Yes. yes. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> Thank you, dude. You got That's it, buddy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your pants on. I know. I'll try. <laughs> nice. All right, let's let's wade out into the uh, questions again. Don't we have a? Uh, there's only didn't we? Uh, we got about ten fifteen minutes. But I'm saying, did you do your last gift? Yeah, it was from you. Oh, that was mine. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right, I forgot that. All right, cool. Um, all right, so let's uh, do. G Lewis has got uh, a question for each of us. Uh, for Chris. Oh, for, first of all, he says, "What? Yeah, uh, what is the one? This is for all of us. Sorry. What is the one book you love but never would have read if one of the other guys hadn't recommended it?" And on that same question, who recommended the book? So, uh, I'm sure there's do we have lots to for me. put the love part in there? Or oh, we... that that's an easy one. Um, uh, paradactyl or t- paradactyl <laughs> <laughs> hunters in the Gilded Age. Uh, hey. Thank you, Vince. So, so, so and, much. And Jason. Oh no. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Adele. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Pterodactyl of, uh, hunters. Uh, yeah. Of Adele. No, no, ter- pterodactyl hunters okay, I do in the Gilded Age, uh, which we'll talk about more in the Olympic Oscars. Yeah, I'm sure. Do we? Like uh, I said, does it have to be love? Because I I read a book uh, at Chris's behest that that <laughs> damn I damn it, I just oh. throw you fucking bouquets. I'm <laughs> saying right now. Sorry, you don't okay. know how to give back. You know, well, I would say this: I probably would have read it. I actually, the, I read the first few issues back in the day. Didn't care for it. And then Chris was so fervent about it was a hundred bullets, and I mean it was easily one of the best things I've ever read. Uh, 
Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Cool. I got to give you props. I, I could name a few for each of you. Though I, I have, there's been lots of stuff that you each turn turn me on to. It's one of the best things about the show, frankly. Um, That's right. Uh, David. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm the you, hell. You draw the blank. Always. Um. Actually, no. It's funny that that, that Chris mentions pterodactyl. Oh, I got one. But go ahead. I still have um the note from uh from Brendan where uh he's got the little pin for the pterodactyl hunter patrol club. So I mean I, I think I would have to, to agree with Chris there. Thank you, Vince. Okay. Off road. I would Ooh. never have picked that up if it wasn't for Chris. Oh, see I'm almost thinking about this year, but yeah, you know what, you're right. If we go back Awesome. If we're going back beyond this year, yeah. Yeah. Neat. Cool. Okay, dude. So I want to. I want to buy a Sean Murphy Hellblazer cover so bad. Yeah. Well. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So so pretty. Yeah. So here are the questions he asked for each of us specifically for Chris. I'm not much of a manga fan either. Well, I know what Chris is. I already know what Chris is going to be. So I ask you, what <laughs> manga would you suggest for the guy that doesn't really like manga? Oh boy, that's a tough one. Um, I'm I'm enjoying Pluto. Um, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, um, um, Gyo, uh, because it's, it's only two volumes, um, <laughs> so, so the pain is over quickly. Oh, uh, shit. Um, that ain't right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that are, are, are 20th Century Boys, which I've read the first volume and we'll jump back into. Those are the ones that, that have kind of, uh, resonated with me a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm ready to for the onslaught of the the non thirteen year old girl manga uh, that apparently is out there. Um, I'm ready for that to to hit the states anytime. So because okay. I hear there's a lot of it out there. So but uh, yeah, you know you know Pluto um, Pluto. If you like um, the robot, you know robotic. Uh, what is the soul of man kind of stuff. Gyo, if you like horror stuff, and uh, and 20th Century Boys, if you liked it. So, there you go. All right. Vince, Hi. when I was much too young to be doing so, I used to love going through my uncle's old heavy metal collection. It's one mm. of the only times I've ever been able to to look at art and get lost in it without worrying about the story. If I were to begin buying old heavy metal issues, where would you recommend I begin? Does any one issue or era stand out to you? Yeah, definitely. The first two years of heavy metal oh, wow. are unparalleled um, because you get tons of Mobius with Arzak. You get uh, Tardis in there. Drulay or Drouillet, I don't know how you pronounce it. There's Corbin, Richard Corbin's in there with Den. I think it was Den in the first. Yes, Den. Um, it's, it's just an amazing, amazing achievement. Heavy, there was a a period in, I think, 84 to 85 where it got really good again. But heavy metal's always been good to great. But that first two years are, unbelievably good and unfortunately the first issue is going to cost you what i would do is check out uh there have been a lot of compilations like the best of heavy metal or heavy metal strikes back or whatever that they they put out over the years and they have a nice sampling of um the best of the best but there if there's if i had to name one reason why you should get uh the first year year and a half of, of heavy metal and that would be for Mobius's Arzak 
Unbelievable. And they're completely silent. Then you also had the airtight garage of Jerry Cornelius in there from Mobius. Uh, just, just great, great stuff. That, that, that was a high watermark. They didn't know what they had. Nice. Yeah. David, this is a great question. Uh, your love for the Marvel Universe is obvious. You're the Marvel noise guy after all. If you had one day, 24 hours to spend in the Marvel Universe, and you could do anything you wanted to do with any characters, how would you spend that day? <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great question, I uh, think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's too bad Xavier School's all demolished and they're out west now. Uh Brother can't go to Utopia? No, that's what I'm saying. No, I probably would. Um, Dude, Baxter Building, go to the negative zone. Yeah, but Scott's not there. Scott's not there, but... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, well, I don't know. Wait, does it, ha- it doesn't have to be current Fantastic Four, right? Like, I can hang out there with Dude, it's or, your, it's or, your, or it's your, Yeah, it's your thing. You can you can do target practice with Wyatt Wingfoot. <laughs> oh, she holds back. Or, there you go. Uh... Wow, you yeah. You ride a truck, is, US 1, dude. Come on. <laughs> Hang out with Team America. <laughs> or Razorback. Or there you go. <laughs> right bitch with Ghost Rider. Uh, <laughs> dude, you're singeing my eyebrows. <laughs> you, could wrestle, you could wrestle with Armadillo. Come on. Yeah, so many good moments to pick. Wow, to seriously. Um, go drink uh, it on Yancey Street. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not saying anything about going to Canada and hanging out with Alpha Flight. Uh, How about being on. Being on the blue area of the moon on that fateful day when a laser took out Phoenix, you could be just there and kick the laser out of the way. Save her. Well, I could, could watch be... the squirrel and the Cree fight through Uatu's uh, house. Uatu's house. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think these days I'd be hanging out in Utopia only because it's going to be a lot warmer than it is here on this side of the country. There Very you go. And nice. All right. <laughs> uh, Wood. That's, That's you. You've That's made you. it known that you're a fan of both Wolverine and Deadpool. Indeed, I am. In a day when it's very uncool to admit your fondness for those characters. Yeah, I really think so. Hmm. Uh, if you could pick... <laughs> I, I don't know. If you nice could editorializing. Pick, yeah, if you could pick a creative team for each character that would be guaranteed a 50 to 100 issue run, who would it be? Alright, well... Um, Deadpool... Um, I mean, I, I it, to be honest, the first thing that comes to mind to have Joe Kelly back on it for 100 issues would make me giddy. But um, but I'm actually going to give his Man of Action uh, brother a, a shout-out and say I would love if Joe Casey and Tom Scioli uh, did a long run in Deadpool after they got done doing Godland. That would be awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. On Wolverine... Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say Scioli. Yeah, on Wolverine, um, I would love to see Morrison take like a five-year run on it uh, just writing Wolverine and not like the whole X-Men. And um, since I've already seen Quietly do those characters, I would love to see, uh, since Morrison loves to work with the same people all the time, I'd, I'd love for uh, him to write it and for Sean Murphy to uh, draw it for a good yeah. uh, Nathan Fox, issues. too, would be cool. That'd be cool. I yeah. could do with yeah. that. But yeah, but I'd say, so I'll say Morrison and Murphy on Wolverine and Casey Seeley on Deadpool. Hmm. I was thinking about this, something along the lines yeah. of this the other day. Um, I would love to see Morrison write a humor book, like, like Deadpool, because one of the f- f- scant areas where Morrison fails with me is his work 
as a whole is kind of humorless. Mm-hmm. And I would just love to see him take his pants off and just write a drop dead funny story. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could? I think he could. Yes, I think he's a very smart man, but it just seems like whenever I read a Morrison work, it almost feels like there's an emotional detachment from the writer where and that yeah. that, that kind of passes over into the characters mm-hmm. where they say what needs to be said, like just even Superman screaming in in Final Crisis, it just seemed like there was a a a separation between the writer and that, the work yeah. where yeah. there's not yeah. a lot of you <laughs> think he might be maybe emotionally detached then? Morrison? I, I hope not. No, because he's he's so witty. In in interviews he, he drops right. the, the funny a lot and it's just right. yeah. I would like to see him bring that to the comic page too. Yeah. Um Wolverine. I would like to see a um a re team up with uh, Garth Ennis and Goran Parlov, a la Punisher Max on Wolverine. To do a to a, uh, a Wolverine Max, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. My, you know who would be a great Wolverine? James Stoko. That would be the balls. Well, I was going to say Raphael Grampa doing Wolverine. Oh yes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grampa, yeah. you and nailed Grampa it. Grampa and Morrison would be interesting. Yes, it yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. And the other <laughs> thing for Deadpool is, I would love to see Remender and Moore do Deadpool for a long time. Yeah, for, but I, I didn't name them because they it, it the per, 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 the requisite of the of the question was a fifty to one hundred issue run and that ain't happening with. <laughs> well, no. well, I mean it would take. Well, Tony's, no, yeah. yeah, I don't know that Tony's got a hundred run issue run in him. So yeah, you it's, know who would write a great Deadpool? Hmm? Tim, Tim and Eric. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? That would be Tim insane. From yeah, uh, Adult the, Swim, uh, not Adult yeah. Swim. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't, I don't know them. Tim and, Tim and Eric, uh, yeah, great. Uh, yeah, they do a fantastic job. I don't know. I don't know anything about them. They're insane. Okay. It's ridiculous. Uh, okay. So let's see. Uh, Tim H asks, "What comic death impacted you the most?" That's easy. Oh, easy for me. Yeah. Oh, the the oh. most. Well, I don't know about the most, but um, one it's of the most. It's always the first one, you know. It, yeah, I don't know. One of the most memorable and emotional uh, instances I've ever encountered in a comic was when, and I'm going to spoil it, in Shade the Changing Man, when when Kathy dies. Hmm. Did you not hear that? I have no idea. No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't read it. Yeah, I didn't read okay. it. Either. The one that sticks out to me often. Is um the death of Captain Marvel? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Really? It just yeah. I don't. It was. It was at that time. It was. Um, it was just the whole package. I. It's right there in the title. You knew it was coming, but it's still. It wasn't. Um, it's not like he died in battle. You know, it wasn't. It was just. It was the way Starlin told the story, and and it was. Um, Oh, there was closure there, but it it just it, yeah it it stuck with me for a long time hmm. afterwards. Nice, well not nice, but yeah. yeah. X Men one thirty seven. You're what? you're you're a closet X Men fan. You really yeah, are. Right. Yep. No closet about it. I've talked about it a hundred times on the shows. That that was my. I mean, oh at, no, I do have at, to change. I do have to change you know, my answer. Yeah, it's no de- death of Jean Grey, 
X-Men 137 that was and will always be the most important comic book death that that I've ever read. Wow. The the answer I I need to change to is um, one that I mentioned a while ago when we were doing our own little Q&A, and that was um, Sue's miscarriage. Yes. Oh, yeah, for real. I would have to argue with you, Chris, where the most important comic book death was Uncle Uh Uncle Ben. He said to him. Right, right, right. But to me, it would be Uncle Ben. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you're you're old. Yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't I didn't read that, we, I didn't we read didn't that one. <laughs> you know, we, didn't, we didn't read it off the newsstand. Oh, God. It'd be like Methuselah. <laughs> no, it, it was, you know, honestly, you know, you, you think about, um, you know, 14-year-old Chris had never really experienced, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't reading Spider-Man when Gwen Stacy died or Uncle Ben or, you know, comic book deaths were... Honestly, at that point, we're kind of few and far between. So yeah, death of Jean Grey was right. I'll tell you a what, big deal. As a as a long as you, since you guys know me to be a lifelong Marvel zombie, uh, the answer is going to shock you. But um, death of Robin. I uh, I didn't read really? DC back then, so I didn't oh, really. Todd? Yeah, and I didn't. So I didn't really have any. Like I didn't even really understand that there were multiple Robins and stuff, and then uh, my mother actually like went to the comic book store to you know to buy me a gift that that she I didn't already have, and they were she asked them like what's the and they got they they you know they they sold her the entire Death of the Family series, uh-huh. and uh, so I hadn't read a Batman comic like actively in ages, and then she brought it home and I read it, and I was just like holy you know I'd never seen anything like that before where you know I mean not just that he died but the way he died you know I was just like oh my god like comics are this was real, you know? So, uh, yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. He didn't go out like but, Danny Rand, that's for sure. Leave that fear alone. I like this. He goes on to ask, what fight have you always wanted to see in comics that's never been done? Wow, never been done. That's hard. That's hard. They've done everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's just about everything. Um, yeah. I don't care. Spawn Valeria. Hmm. What was that, David? Spawn Valeria. Huh? The Spawn and Valeria the she bat. Yeah. That never that, happened. That, that issue came out, but did. No, it never did. Okay. I'd love to see Reed Richard it, beat the I, fuck out of Namor. So, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to step up into his territory all the time. Oh, that would be awesome. That's not oh. funny. David, I don't think that was ever published. No? I, I don't know. You... you you're the you're, you're the continuity guy, so yeah. I don't. I I thought it was uh, bandied about and hyped, and I, just, I, I don't think it ever happened. Okay, all right. But that would be cool. Defer to you. Don't um, defer to me ever. That's your. That's a big mistake. It is. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, then, since Chris loved that question so much, uh, Tim asks: favorite romantic couple in comics? Don't. Scott Howard and Beverly. <laughs> I say, uh, I say, uh, Francine Cachou. Oh, boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a dagger through my heart every time you stop it. I don't know, Sweet. Danny and Misty. Oh cool. my God! Really, Scott and Gene? I don't know. Come on! No. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. With Wait that. a minute, Scott and Gene? No, no. Yeah. Uh, Peter and Gwen. Really? Oh, Scott and Gene. 
Nah. Yeah. This would be the same. So where does Scott and Madeline and Scott and Emma rank? Scott and Madeline. He, it's like 40 years hasn't been able to get over Gene. Well, Logan has. He's trying to ball. Yeah, Gene was trying to go ball, get balls deep with Logan. I think Chris only read. I think for like an eight to ten year period, Chris. I stopped at two twenty. All right. Only read the X Men. You read the other comics. I stopped at two twenty. You guys got no love for Howard the Duck and Beverly Switzer? That's all you. Yeah, it was a good couple. Yeah. How about how about Jesse and and his girl and Preacher? Oh yeah, Tulip. Yeah, yeah. Matt and Electra. Mm. Or are you a Matt and Karen guy? No. Uh, we'll see. I don't, Again, I don't mess with the you're A's. You're picking these dudes that are fucking dogs. Like, Scott and Fred <laughs> are horrible, like, were horrible men. They treat. They were all about cheating yeah, on their that's women. That's why I said Peter and Glenn. <laughs> There's nothing romantic about stepping out. Yeah. Rick, Rick and Lori. <laughs> I can always make David laugh. All I have to do is say the AIDS. <laughs> the AIDS. Nice. <laughs> Uh, 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 you know, honestly, probably, probably Clark and Lois. Clark and Lois. Uh, really? What? what? It's so. Yeah, I don't. It's know. so boring. It's so it is kind of boring. <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh. <laughs> All right, Colonel Marbles asks, guys, a very simple question: What would it take to get you to try reading an issue of 2000 AD? Send it's it the birth. It's the birthplace of so much. Sell it in the fucking the United States. That's <laughs> it, it is available I have read in the. It. Uh, yeah. Where? Where? But I've where? I have you can, you not can... walked into a fucking comic shop that's a, that has 2080. Well, that's because they they don't pre order because that that stuff's available from Diamond every month. But okay. if they put out like a nice hard sell in the fucking United States, I'll read it. Jason, speaking of hardcovers, I'm looking at my bookshelf right it's now. Yes. I have 2000 AD annual hardcover books from 1981 all the way up to 1986. Okay. And they they made hardcover annuals where they would take the best of the 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 previous year and collate them into a nice hardcover volume. 2000 AD is awesome. Yeah, it is. Sure it is. Well, there there was a recent awesome. one with uh, with the John Romita Jr. cover. Was that a collection or was it a, a, a standard issue? I don't know what you're talking about. John Romita Jr. Did, yes. He did a cover. It's Judge Dredd. He did a cover. Oh, yes. You're right. I don't know. I don't know where that uh, appeared. But uh, I yeah. really like 2000 AD stuff. It's just not super easy to find here. I mean, you, no, you, you can't. Right. You have to dig for it. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move to where sneeze. the food Sorry. is. I got to sneeze. All right. I remember getting 2000 AD from Westfield back when it was like a newspaper oh type God. thing. Yeah. It's a long and varied history of that magazine. What are they on now? What's the prog number now? It must be in the thousands, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love right. Sylvester Stallone in that movie. Ooh, oh, my God. No. <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So uh, our man, Greg LeClaire, Greg 1CA. Says, question, if you had the power, money and licensing not a factor, no rules, what two comic properties, series, one-shots, minis, graphic novels, your choice, would you want to be made into a film or TV series? And there's caveats. The first has to be one for your personal enjoyment, regardless of whether it would have broad appeal. 
Two, one for the enjoyment of others has elements that you trust would be enjoyed by many. So he's basically saying one that would be like a vanity project and one that would be you think would be a huge hit. Oh, mm. that's easy. Okay. All right, Mr. Easy, go ahead. Uh, Fear Agent and Gotham Central. Oh. Which would be which? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, uh, I don't disagree with you. Now, would you make Gotham Central a TV show or a movie? Uh, I think it would be uh, better as a as a, a TV procedural. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Fear Agent definitely um, a movie. Hmm. Uh, I I I think that's I like both of your answers. Um, let's see. Uh, well, we almost had it, and uh, just because I want to make Vince gag again, I would love to have a Strangers in Paradise TV show. So. Ooh. Yeah. Love it. And T-Bow uh, that sucker, I'll tell you. And I guess that would be uh, the Vanity Project. And the one I think would be a big hit. Um, hmm. How about Strike Force Moratory? Oh, yes. yes. It, it, if, that would if be that dope, was, like a Battlestar yeah. Galactic type style, like like Sci-Fi Channel. Right, but a, no, no, no. Ugh. But a pay channel has to do it. It has to be done right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a well done. I don't, yeah, I don't. You know. Oh, you remember that show I talked about last week where I said it was Sparta? It's not. It's Spartacus, Spartacus yeah. with with Lucy Lawless. Have any of you seen that? No. Stars, right? Dude, she has stepped up her game. She's like naked in almost every episode. Yeah? Yeah. How she looks? It, it's not bad. Not bad. She's it's trimmed bl- up. But the thing is, I mean, if you like the meat stick, you'll love Spartacus because... <laughs> It, there's there's like naked guys in it all. I, I was watching. I was a little bit uncomfortable because there's this one part where they're in the barracks. It, it takes place in a in a, a gladiator training camp. There's a, 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 a one section where this guy is trying to rally all the gladiators, and he's completely naked, and he's just walking around for like ten minutes with the thing. Just I'm like, I'm like, oh no, really? You just got done like ravishing over a page where a guy eats somebody else's stick. No, I don't have any aversion to it. I mean, I don't. It doesn't, you know. But I don't want to be watching some uh, guy who's obviously got stole it, <laughs> got the goods on me. But you know, but yes, Lucy Lawless in in multiple instances, everything is you, just David. You got anything right there? Uh, personal enjoyment television show, uh, Grendel. Yes. Oh, cool. Christine yeah. Spar, awesome. Well, that's why the yeah, TV show you could. Get her story out of the way and move on. Oh, uh, see, I the, wanted uh, you to get mad. <laughs> I do that to kid. Um, enjoyment of others. I was thinking uh, Astro City, but superheroes is is getting kind of overdone lately is on TV. Um, and you just had Strike Force Moratory. Um, man, I would uh, actually. You know what? I just had one. Um, <laughs> I know, right? And and <laughs> it was going to be a movie. Fuck, I don't. Ah, shit. Want me to go while you're thinking? Yeah, I would make two vanity projects, and I think they would. Well, one more than the other, but both of them would be huge hits uh, along the lines of Ben Ten with the male children. I don't think there's a boy in the world that would not groove on a Commandy series if done right. It's the perfect. Vehicle for young boys. 
Okay. And, did we lose Jason too? No, I'm here. I was okay. just thinking young boys in 1940, maybe, but. <laughs> but I it's, mean, dude, it's timeless. It's like it's talking like, about meat stick. <laughs> watching a little boy run around in a loincloth. He's got jean shorts on. Oh my! Um, he's not. He's and, not. And, I'm and, just and, I knew no, you were going to so I had to. But no. And the second one, I think it would make a killer TV series if done correctly. Uh, and would probably impact the, the same demographic this, uh, along the same lines would be ROM. Can you imagine a ROM television show? That's interesting because you know how we have that uh, comic confessions uh, thread in the forum? Uh-huh. Oh, no, no. I no, read almost no, 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 Wait, what's going on? There's the, the Neesman patented wall of shit. What, what, what's going on? Huh? What's going on? I said I, I I read almost all of Rom and I didn't care for it. Uh, that's okay. It's all right. You don't. I mean, that's not really a confession. It is what it is, and it's it's it's. If you like vintage sci-fi, Rom is tailor-made for you. But I can understand why you didn't like it. It's, yeah, it's all. It's kind of goofy. It's a little dated. The, the, you need to update yeah, it. Yeah, but the no, no, I wouldn't update <laughs> You're it. You're like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be a good chip, Vince. Right. Can you see a, a, a CGI dire wraith with the tongue coming at you? They could even do it in 3D. That's there's a go, there's a great 3D yeah, movie better with better than the remake of v. You get HR puff and stuff to make the the puppet. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the space knight have a flute? I don't get it. Hey, um there, oh, there wait, was my a, my um, uh, Gabba it's a disturbing show. There you go. But it's an there awesome the, show. Uh, uh cool thread on forum this week. David where's the format? Forum.bullpenbulletspodcast.com. There was an awesome short film of uh, Black Hole. Yep. That was oh, great. I saw that, yeah. yeah. It was very, very cool. Now, it, do, you, do you all know, is that still in development with Fincher signed on? Or it's, I haven't heard anything about the Black Hole. You're the Hole. Fincher expert, Mr. Uh, Matinee Idol. Hey, you were invited to that. I was not. You <laughs> I heard I you were invited to that. You heard wrong, because I love, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is not so one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Are you, you've read the novel then. I yes, I have. Yes. Uh, so, so good. Uh, anyway. Yeah, check out Matinee Idols with uh, with Templar and, and Joey. Joey and, and Joey. Alec B. And yep, all those guys. Burn. We talked about um, yeah. um, Fight Club, which is one of my favorite movies. I'm a bigger fan of it than Jason is. Um, but uh, I actually read the book before the movie came out, unlike the rest of you. Uh, trend, trend followers. <laughs> I did too, Jason. Thank you. Uh, no, uh, black black hole. Um, I'm assuming it's still somewhere in the Hollywood pipeline. Is it on the blacklist? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, no, no, game, the, you know what the blacklist is? It's the list of the 50 films they they come out. It just came out actually every year. They put out a list of the 50 films that are in turnaround. That you know they're hot. The hot properties that are in turnaround. That uh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can uh, I say one thing before yeah, Chris yeah, well, speaks? Well, Neil, Neil Gaiman was supposed to be writing the screenplay for it. Oh, yay! Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I like I like Gaiman. No, I do. Wow. I, I think from what I've seen so far, I think the Green Hornet's going to stink up. The yeah, I do stink. too. That yeah, first, it looks fun. 
looks I fun. saw that uh, no. first preview a while ago, and I thought, oh, this could be kind of fun. Yeah. But then I saw one more recently. I forget whatever film, whatever the last film uh, my wife and I went to see. Uh, it's just, yeah, I'm with you, Vince. It looks yeah, it rough. Looks, looks painful. Although Red they, looks like it's pretty fun. I, I didn't. It looks yeah. like it might. Be yeah, fun. Red does. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's just safe at this point to assume that all of the movies that are based on comics are going to suck, <laughs> and and then. If, when they don't, you're, you're pleasantly surprised. surprised. surprised yeah. yeah, and, they, and I think that's maybe a healthy way to go mm-hmm. into them. It's, David, you know, do you have anything you want to... Uh, yeah, no, I uh, remembered it as soon as Vince started talking. Nexus. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that yep. would be great, too. Yeah. That'd be like a death of the week. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our man no Samson. Would, isn't 18 Samson, days would make a great... What, uh, what Scandinavian country is Samson from? I don't know. Samson. He's some, from one of them. Yeah, I, tell I don't. I, I don't know. You are familiar with Samsa, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Samsa had some good questions. I thought some funny ones. Uh, if your wife was a comic book character, who would she be, and who would you be drawn by? That's the first one. Hmm. She would be a Batman character. Okay. Um, she would probably be drawn by Cho. Marta. Oh boy. (laughs) You're either going to get a rolling pin upside the head, or Uh (laughs) Um, she'll be in Queen Country. (laughs) Uh, She'd be incredibly boring. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that was fucking uncalled for. That's fucked up. That was uncalled. I think my wife would be Cherry Pop Tart. She'd be drawn by Minara. Oh, oh man. <laughs> nice. Oh, I don't know. Because she's sexy as all get out. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, wait now. Like, no, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. I'm no, just trying I'm to think. See, are we projecting? I'm not going to answer this question. Are we projecting what we would want to see? or There's no, there's no rules. You answered as you Oh, see. okay. Hmm. So what would you say? It's, it's like Sue Storm. No, that's a, that's a tough question. That's a very tough question because um, my wife is very cartoon-like at times. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Davros. Um, but I know one thing. She would be drawn by Art Adams. Nice. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Definitely. Now, now, here's an interesting one. It Not Kirby because I like my women feminine. Yes. Yeah. If you were all in a plane crash and stuck in the Himalayas for months, who would be eaten first, why, and how would he be prepared? Well, we'd have to have a rabbi in tow. To <laughs> make me kosher. <laughs> to make David, make David kosher. Uh, I don't what? know how to answer this one. Uh, I think you should all eat me. Why? Why? Because... Do it just like Esley Wilson said. Well, you no, know, Wood would definitely be too stringy because <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's on muscles yeah. and. But the young and meat, shit. though, the young meats that usually the yeah, most. Yeah, but he's <laughs> 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 a veal. Yeah, Chris like would. Fed, you know? Chris would. You'd get you get drunk off your ass and fall asleep yeah. and, and uh-huh. freeze to death in the snow if you ate Chris because <laughs> he'd be pickled. <laughs> all right, all right. Marta says Firestar. Okay. All right. 
Firestar, as in Spider-Man and his amazing friends? As in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That's sexy. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's cool. And she said that, that that's Firebush. who she grew up with. So. Okay. Firebush. Yes. Firecross, yeah. sorry. She, she, no, and Vince says Firebush. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Get me on the shit list. How does this happen? Firebush right here. How you do? Can Chris first? Because he is the least to live for. You are not. You are not. <laughs> the least to live for. No. What? The what? Think about all the fur you're going to have to shave off. You'd need. Well, we, we, we obviously skin you first. Yeah. Uh, we barbecue you. Although we wouldn't yeah. have spices. Um, I, don't I think know. there's plenty going through his bloodstream. I am spicy. I'm straight, but I'm, I'm actually probably pretty, uh, pretty marinated at this point. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's Chris a strange question, Samps, I must say. Yeah. Uh, interesting, but strange. I don't quite know how to answer that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. well, we know S. Clay Wilson would draw it. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> All right, our, our man Chip asks, guys, let's dumb it down. Out of these fictional characters, who would you most want to bang? No. We've got Selena. <laughs> Chris hates these cat questions. I don't know why. I, we've got Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Power Girl, Lady Death, Snow White, Rose Red, Adam Eve, Emma Frost, and Wonder Woman. For me, no contest. Emma wouldn't even be close. <laughs> Definitely Lady Death for me. By far. Uh, Selena Kyle. Ooh. So far, I'm a batting thousand. I know yeah, this is what I thought you don't guess. <laughs> you are you holding back all scratched up. Uh, Power Girl. Yeah. All right. I'm, 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 I was four for four. Uh, <laughs> I knew Vince was going to say Lady Death. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's do one last more. One. Oh, yeah, last I one. I can't believe I answered that question. Uh, what is your holy... This is from Terry Hellface. Oh, I, I was hoping you asked this question. Okay. Hey, guys. Thanks for doing the podcast that I most look forward to listening to each and every week. Uh, what comic stands out the most as the one that led you down the path to being the lover of the medium that you are today? I specifically uh, remember buying Uncanny X-Men 220, Punk Storm and Drooling Forge, and The Punisher Number 1 and getting sucked in from that point on. Also, what is your holy grail comic or out-of-print item that is constantly there in the back of your mind taunting you with its hard-to-get findness? Yep. Okay. Oh wow, that's hard. Do we have to answer both of them? Because we've, I think we've answered the first one many times about the. Uh, no, one. you answer whichever one you want. I'm going to answer the second one because, mm-hmm. yeah, because it was in a, a moment of incredible stupidity that I sold uh, my copy uh, of Comics 2000. It was a a hardcover, 2000 page. Um, collection published by uh, Le Association of France. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's France, and uh, it was it was done for the millennium. That uh, obviously the year 2000, 2000 pages, uh, all wordless comics, black and white hardcover, retailed for 75 bucks. I sold mine. I, I I made a profit on it, but the the book is gorgeous. And why I sold it, I still can't answer that question. Mm. And I'm, I'm stupid. And if anybody comes across a copy or knows anybody that has a copy, let me know because I will buy it in a second. Yeah, for more than that. And, and for, for in the yeah. off chance that Terry Hellface, who I think is kind of a new listener, uh, doesn't know, I believe Commandy number what fourteen was your issue? Is that right or eight or what? What issue of Commandy was the one that you always say is the? 
No, it was Fantastic Four. Um, Fantastic Four forty eight. Wait a minute, I thought it was the Commandy issue that. Uh... Nope the 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 book that my no my my all time favorite comic is Commandy number nine. Right. But right, the, okay. the one comic that set me down the road. My uncle bought it for me. I was a kid, uh, very young, at 48. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, For me, uh, being that I am addicted to shelf porn, David's favorite term, Uh um, the the hardcover collected edition I do not own that I most covet – uh, is the uh, the Morrison New X-Men Omnibus, which is long out of print and very hard to find. And I know there's a copy sitting on David's shelf. So if I ever do go to the day, it will be there for long. I think I know uh, I'm getting Christmas <laughs> from uh, Christmas. That's right. And then, uh, and then on the comic side, I, I do love me some some old back issues. And as they were joking earlier, the uh, the one... The, the two back issues I don't own that I do want to own very much and, and, and covet... Um, are very high grade copies of Giant Size X Men number one and Avengers number four. Um, I yeah. at some point in my life will own copies of those. It's just a question of what grade and when I own them. But yeah, cool. uh, I had an issue years ago of um, of the my Ward Speedy is a junkie cover of uh, Green Lantern and, and wow. Green Arrow. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I I would really like to have uh, some uh, well that run from um, the issues of uh, the the Denny O'Neill Neil Adams and and the um, and the non reprint Marvel Tales reprints of the uh, Amazing Spider Man drug issues. I wish you had made this known about the Green Lantern Green Arrow books. Oh. Why? Because I just got rid of them when I sold everything to. Uh, oh. <laughs> Ah, that's rough. Yeah, I wish you told me, brother. Yeah, because yeah, I'm walking around just saying, "Hey, you know what? I wish I had." I no, mean, he, but he I mean, you've bad, never. David, he got rid of uncanny issues that I I needed to refill in my collection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that too. But uh, you've never made this known about the Green Lantern Green Arrow, at least as far as I'm I know. True. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. How about you, Christopher? Oh, we're going on a downer. Vince just broke my goddamn heart. <laughs> Why? Because I parted with them. Yeah. Well, you can't take it with you, buddy. Keeping just the stuff yeah. that's near and dear. You got anything, Chris? Uh, um, no. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, you know, I kind of have what I what I really want. You're there more you into go. The thing now. You want the uh, you want the alien? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. If we're talking that shit, oh fuck yeah. It's um, <laughs> um. I would, I would love, love, love to have a Jack Kirby FF page. Oh shit! Yeah, oh. yeah, kid. I I would prefer a Commandy page, but if I had no choice, yeah, give me the yeah, yeah. It's like issues. It's like, yeah, you know what? I can I can get that digitally. I can buy collections. That's that's fine. I can read that. But you talk original art. Yeah, there's 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 some original art out there that. Okay, I made I may have bid on something for a charity auction today that I'm really kind of oh. hoping that someone outbids me for. Oh shit! But it's still, <laughs> but, it, but it's still it's still it's still an artist. shout out what charity auction. Well, I don't because I don't know if I really want people to outbid me. But hilarious. Um, well, I, saying, I presume there are other things to bid on, right? 
Uh, it's the it's the Darwin Cook uh, Twelve Days oh, of Christmas okay. for uh, uh, for Hero Initiative. So right. so check that out. But uh, yeah, there is a, a Darwin Cook page that I happen to be high bidder on right now. And I'm like, eh, I can probably not pay the electric bill for a yeah. month or so. Did you guys see uh, the David Lloyd uh, V for Vendetta page? Really? Where? Um, he. This is pretty crazy. He um, he drew a final V for Vendetta page uh-huh. uh, in honor of a uh, a soldier uh, got killed in the line of duty uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, a, a bomb specialist he got blown up, and I don't know what his connection is with David Lloyd or if there is, even is one. But I guess he got wind of it, and there's a charity effort to raise money for his. Uh, his children's college and so for some reason david lloyd was touched by the story and drew a uh a complete uh painted and fully rendered final page to be for vendetta like a finale page that uh you know sequential page and he put it up for auction for this guy's family um it's uh, i saw it on bleeding cool actually wow but uh yeah i thought it was pretty cool and lloyd nice. said you know it was the the, the only and, and and last sequential comic book page he'll ever do so for really? V for Vendetta. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. not totally, but right. for V for Vendetta. Uh, interesting. Did you see that dude that just uh, took pot shots at that school board? That guy that... Yeah, uh, well, that, that's the, what I think. The Bleeding Cool, I, the, I guess they were sort of saying this story was cool in, the, in contrast to that because it was like... Right, that's strange. Yeah, Almost sense. to the point where it's manipulated or or scripted it's just a yeah. weird like the guy's like 15 20 feet away from a, a group of people and he can't hit one with a gun what the hell's that Are you that poor of a shot <laughs> no it was just a, it's just an odd story it doesn't doesn't add up but anyway yeah so uh are we done is that uh, it so i think so yeah we're on we're going on two and a half hours here i think we gave you a little bit of money yeah well. you know you know happy holidays to everyone and, and we've got our we've got our our 11 o'clockers right after the the new year but everyone have uh an awesome happy uh healthy and, and amazing uh christmas or yes. hanukkah festivals. keeping in mind that we have another episode before christmas yes. yeah we do yeah, yeah. Uh, and when I started to fritz out the first time, Chris was talking, or the second time, Chris was talking about the horror the, the, from Abrams Comic Arts that he got from David. Uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of the eleven o'clockers, it's almost neck and neck with me for publisher of the year. It's either going to be Ad House oh, wow. or Abrams Don't Comic give it Arts. Away, dude. No, no, no. Oh, but this is they can think which one's going to be. You, know? uh, you got to give it to though, Abrams. They are up. stepping uh, it up. Yes. We only have a few weeks left in the year, so my recommendation to people is please do. Uh, believe me from personal experience, you don't want to wait until you don't want to wait to start your thread and get all your votes in at once. So my recommendation is go ahead into our main boardroom uh, forum, see our uh, our our pin thread for the eleven o'clockers, and start a thread. Uh, start a a reply. You don't have to answer all at once, but you just uh, you know get your reply going because it makes it easier on me. Um, so I can have a spreadsheet and I can add you to the spreadsheet. It just there's tabulation that needs. Yeah, to it's much easier if you if I know you're there than if you. I mean, certainly if you wait until the last day to post, I'll still count it. But it just makes my life a lot easier if you start your at least make it known that you're gonna pl- you plan on voting. So Jason um, takes this shit seriously. For reals, people. For reals. <laughs> and uh, 
yeah, I'm all tongue-tied. Uh, another real entity is a discount comic book service. How about that? And they have brought you this episode, DCBService.com, where you can get all your favorite funny books and collectibles at anywhere from 35 to 75% off. It's the craziness. They're the best in the business. DCBService.com in your travels. Run, 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 Forrest, and get thee to a comic book shop and buy Strange Tales 2. Number three. Ah, the tree. Yes. Ah. Uh, the, ta- ah. the talent in this issue, uh, Terry Moore does a, a Thor story. We have nice. uh, James Stokoe. Remember that Galactus Silver Surfer piece we saw uh-huh. way back when? Well, that this is where it was headed. Um, really? Ben- our buddy Benjamin Mara does a U.S. US agent story. <laughs> Yeah, there's a fantastic Machine Man Morbius tale by Tim Hamilton. And the thing that really got me, well, let's see, Dean Haspiel has a story in here. Nice. But there's a story uh, featuring a conversation between Harvey Picar and the thing. Script by oh. Harvey, yeah, script by Harvey Picar, art by Tom really? Templeton. Wow. Yes, really. It's, yeah, Can't wait to get the it, hardcover. Wow. It's, it's, it's touching and it's sad for more reasons than are presented in, in on the page. But oh. uh, Michael DeForge has a story in here. It's, it's amazing, amazing anthology. Uh, Alex Robinson, Jason, and others would be happy to know that there's a, a uh, fantastic before. It's Ben and, and Reed in the days before the Fantastic Four by Alex Robinson. How about okay. that? Strange Tales 2. Get it, get it, get it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. You know it. What else? What you got, Chris? Oh, um, in your travels. Uh-huh. I just had <laughs> something picked out. Oh, he's drunk. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm happy. Um, oh, darn it. I just had something. Th- oh, you know, you had mentioned James Stokoe. Yes. Um, the Orkstein Volume 1 oh. trade paperback just came out. Uh, so, if you ain't, if so, you ain't reading that book, you should be. So, in your travels, I'm not drunk, fuck you, read Orkstein. Yes. Uh, in your travels, if uh, you are a fan of this wonderful cartoon like Jason and I am, and Chris, uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Oh, based yeah. on the, it's, it's, uh, I think four issue miniseries. I read the first two issues. They are packed with two stories and, um, profile, profiles on, on Avengers and Masters of Evil. And, uh, it is, it is just like, and well, it's written by Christopher Yo, so it is just like the cartoon. It's, it's fun stuff. As cool. in Kyle and Yost? Yes. Nice. Cool. Nice. And in your travels, um, I would uh, say this is my favorite thing written by Steve Niles uh, and uh, certainly awesome art by Fiona Staples. And the trade is uh, about to hit the stands. Uh, pick up Mystery Society. Uh, it's been a hell of a fun book this year and really? hasn't gotten a lot of press. And I don't know why because it's awesome. Cool. It looks very nice. I'm going to have to get it's, that trade. Yeah, Fiona Staples is legit, people. 
Yeah. But that's weird because I was reading. You must be picking in my window or something because I, I read a Steve Niles book right before we recorded. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, he co-authored a story with Clive Barker back in 93 oh, called nice. Night for uh, Fantico, I think, called Night of the Living Dead London. Oh. It's a train wreck. Yeah, it's it's a oh, mess. It's so <laughs> no, no it, it's it's. I guess this would fall under the category of so bad it's good. It's. Mm-hmm. I, I read this book once a year. I don't know why. I'm just compelled to revisit it. Uh, it the there's massive uh, spelling and grammatical errors in it. Nice. Yeah, it's just it's, it's a, like it's a power hardcover. But um, it's uh, the outbreak of the zombie plague makes its way over to Britain and the royal family, what's left of them anyway, refuse to change their life in the wake of the zombie plague. And they go about their their lives <laughs> as if it, you know, never happened. And it just mm-hmm. shows how insane they are. And it was co-written by Steve Niles. Hey. Yep. Great stuff. All right. So there you go. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. We had a great time on this extra long episode. Hopefully we'll be back. it was entertaining. Yeah, I'm I don't. Sure. I, mean, I don't know we'll how much. Talk, we'll, we'll leave you with some comic talk right before the holidays. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll be back yeah. next week. Yeah. So in the meantime, go out and uh, get some comics. And I think Chris is forgetting something. Oh, the disclaimer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Don't don't repurpose this. <sighs> oh man. Nothing. Oh. Nothing we said makes any sense. Um. We want to oh, do for Ebenezer Scrooge. I didn't have it called up. We didn't oh. do it last week. Yeah, we, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We do it every week. It's a part of the show. It's a fixture. Amazing. All right. Views expressed by guests and are solely those of the individuals the opinions of 11 o'clock comics, any reproduction, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of 11 o'clock comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the property of Around Comics or 11 o'clock comics, and this has been an 11 o'clock comics presentation, copyright 2010. Best Thank disclaimer you. ever. Thank you, Bill Cosby. <laughs> there. Wooden <laughs> pups. All right, people. Thank you. <laughs> We'll be back next week. See you just need it. There's, there's a review of, of, of Judge Dredd's crime file. But this is uh, not impressed because it's written by John Wagner. Wagner! 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 Wagner!